0: Lightning Dogs, the official
1: podcast, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and more importantly, with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Lightning Dogs is conceived as an all-ages property, but these behind-the-scenes conversations are not all-ages. Listen in at your own discretion. Sometimes a great idea is truly like a bolt of lightning. And sometimes, if you're lucky enough, you can capture the exact moment that it strikes. That's what happened for us one fateful night while recording an episode of Nerdy Show. We accidentally launched a concept that derailed the entire show and in no time, our lives. We couldn't stop talking about our favorite action figures and B-movies while twisting them into strange creatures, weird adventures, and dog puns. Lots of dog puns, primarily courtesy of me. This is the story of Lightning Dogs, a journey steeped in the glory of 80s and 90s animation and sci-fi where anthropomorphic dogs tear through the wasteland of a ruined earth, battling mutants, miscreants, and the evil glampire. Coming soon to small screens, comic books, and podcasts! Or at least that's the goal. But how do you go from a crazy idea into a fully formed world of conflict and characters? How does a harebrained discussion become an animated cartoon series? That's what we're finding out firsthand. We've recorded the entire development of Lightning Dogs since day one, from the moment of misconception to every world-building session and planning meeting. And the journey is still ongoing. Tune in as we create the world of Lightning Dogs. Live! It was July of 2014 and we'd done a bad, bad thing. We hadn't recorded or released an episode of Lightning Dogs in a whole year. It was a period of transition and it had been a challenge to get the entire team together. So in the end, we didn't. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Hex. Hi, I'm Tony. Hey, I'm Doug.
2: And this is an episode devoted to the Lightning Dogs. Oh. Howl noise shamefully it's been over a year since the last lightning dogs episode that's inexcusable but, i think about him every day yeah i, I know we, <laughs> we I ha- sketch him every chance i get we have not stopped thinking about lightning dogs this whole time in the interim we've been trying to not talk about lightning dogs because we want that to happen on the air but we We have done it a little bit. It's been a
1: year. (laughs) Me, Cap, and Brian were sitting next to each other at Heroes Con, and I had a lot of sketching time. So stuff got done, stuff got talked about. If you haven't been following Lightning Dogs on Facebook, we've uploaded
2: a ton of concept art there for new stuff. And actually, uh, our time hanging out with Brian at Heroes Con led to finalizing some certain aspects of the visual stylings, at the very least, of
3: Narisa and Kane Corso and Kid. Which I was so pleased to see because it's like, Tony sits down next to me and he plops the notebook down. He's like, so we did some sketches of, uh, you know, kid and Kane Corso. And I'm like, oh man, but if we all weren't there to talk about how good I open up and I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. It was was like, it was right on. So I, I was so happy with it.
4: Yeah. I'm looking at it now. I'm like, um, yep. You did not need me. I, this is really good.
2: I'm particularly pleased with Kid, and with Kane Kane Corso, we were thinking about, like, different aspects to him. I was, like, looking at, uh, like, 70s, early 80s businessmen, like, people like Eldon Terrell from Blade Runner with the huge fucking glasses
1: and and the weird hairdo. These early Lightning Dogs episodes were still being released as episodes of Nerdy Show, and since it had been so long, we figured some reintroductions were in order. The episode you're hearing now was originally cut in half and released as two episodes. A huge chunk of it was recapping everything we'd created so far. Everything you already know. But a lot of the characters were still early enough in development, so in some cases, the act of recapping them led to more inspiration and more details. Kane Corso,
2: he's the kind of anthropologist, uh, archaeologist type. He's an expert in master culture. What Masters they call are the humans. The humans. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the shifty one, right? He's the one that you don't quite trust the whole time because his agenda is his own. Picture Belloc from Indiana
3: Jones, closer Raiders to, to the that Ark. in the sense of where it's like his morals may not line up with the mission objective.
2: Isn't there
4: also some Doctor Smith from Lost in Space? Very much, too? yeah. Well, pieces
3: of that, yeah. You could say,
2: yeah.
1: If you take the archaeology aspect of Belloc and the. My of Mr. Smith. I mean, not that's not, that's not his personality. No, no, not right. at all.
3: that sort of dubiousness. Yeah, the dubious Jeez. scientist who is part of the team, but you know, kind of by Bush came just, to shove. He, you know, he. You don't know the, where his loyalty lies. Yeah, no. yeah. And,
2: and then finally, there's Kid, who is a
1: product a, of the '90s. Yeah,
2: she is all '90s all the time. <laughs> Actually, last episode, we weren't sure if she was a boy or a girl. We've decided that she's a very androgynous girl,
3: and it would fit because she is a mutt. She's yeah. not one particular breed.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's basically John Connor. She's John
1: Connor mixed with Comic Zone,
2: with um, some uh,
3: and some, little bit some kid of...
4: vid from Burger King. Yeah, a, little criss- <laughs> cr- a little bit of a little
1: bit of crisscross for the hairstyle. You guys should look at the cr- <laughs> the, the concept art. She's like teenager. Yeah, she, she's a teenager. Yeah, she's
4: she, the person that the kids watching this
2: relate to. In theory, except that she's actually cool, unlike all those television this, series yeah, where this, this idea. Yeah
3: malfunction completely
1: instead of the network mandating that we include this character we're creating it from the get-go
3: for a good purpose too so that if we couldn't you try to force it in later you shoehorn it in it wouldn't work whereas here i believe uh the backstory for her was that she's a troubled teen back on the dog planet and uh this is a military operation but she is like such a genius at what she does they are basically forced to take her along. And it is a little...
2: She was in juvenile um, detention
3: and yeah. was basically... Like,
2: she, she figured out how to hack master technology, and that's why they pulled her along. They're like, Jesus nobody Christ, Christ else you're can do a prodigy. Yeah. This is a yeah. Unix
3: system. I know this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she's around in the lab, she'll whirl around on rollerblades. Yeah. Roller, possibly rollerblades. even in
1: the... Broken terrain of the wasteland. We're not sure how physics is going to work in the animated series. We don't got to
3: worry about that. You don't I'm,
1: worry about that in animated series. I'm, that's why I'm saying broken, doesn't matter. Cracks, rocks, whatever. Inline skates are perfectly fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They snap on, by the way, in the action figure. You can take them on and off. They got a little peg in the foot.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. We got wearing figure high it out.
3: tops, right? Like high tops that yeah. snap on. Yeah. But the story reason as to why it's like, wait a minute, rollerblades, hat, How? Why, why would a dog do that? Well, because she's as obsessed with master culture and all she has are bits and pieces from our our human history so it would make sense that she just looks like a hodgepodge of all this weird stuff and because she just automatically thinks all of it is cool even if it's like come on what are you wearing you know it's like it's (laughs) it's it's still works. so i'm I'm, I'm happy with the way she turned out we have a legitimate reason for it but ultimately it's just because it it looks cool basically Mm -hmm. everything
2: about lightning dogs is let's take a ton of things we like and mash them together to create something that's utterly unique and completely awesome and completely legitimate yeah
3: like there's a, a good reason for it
2: it's not all nostalgia. It's, it's just, not a spoof. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's not just a parody of Thundercats. It is not even remotely Thundercats anymore. It's something completely different. I mean, uh, we have a reason as to what happened to the first team.
1: Wait, Why, what second about the uh, team the is dog. So much More successful.
2: Oh, Beast Town. Beast Town. Yes, oh, oh, Beast Town. Who, who's who's like you know Snarf? Fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> so we took bit, uh, we <laughs> took we away the Bronx. ability to speak. Right. We took about yeah. We we it's took a little bit of Bronx, Bronx. From, from, from gargoyles
1: for bajillion pounds of muscle. It's a rough rough estimate. Like
4: there are there are still wild dogs on this planet, on but Earth, they haven't on evolved future. the same way these dogs have. Yeah. And so Beast Hound is one of these dogs that just connected with that.
3: It's a it's a feral dog if like you know on that show uh uh earth after people or whatever where it's like dogs and cats will go into the wild and they'll become like wolves again and just go crazy well in this post-apocalyptic crazy future radiation Do- yeah. thousands of years of, and, 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 <laughs> and possibly possibly alien technology uh, yeah. <laughs> the, this uh it's just a giant dog mixing some magic because glampires maybe there. yeah we don't we're still we'll, we'll get to that but the, basically it's, it's 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 just a giant dog it's that, a furry wrecking ball yeah. that barks yeah and they so they get there and they don't know really what masters really look like they don't really, they're just looking for ancestry stuff they see this dog on the horizon that's a really big dog and like hey maybe that is someone we can talk to hey and of course it's just a barking dog that's a wild animal that chases them and they 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 just think it's some kind of beast, hence they Especially start calling since it. They have cars, yeah. You know? it, it, since they start calling it beast hound, and it becomes like their pet, but it's totally awesome.
4: And he happens to be there when the far-fetched machine blows up,
3: so he, he gives gets powers. powers too. Yeah,
2: I spent a little time dabbling with the concept we had a concept last time that we came up with of a plant creature that the lightning dogs would fight that would be benevolent, like neither good nor evil.
4: I still feel convinced that we should push that to kind of be some kind of like captain planet fallout thing like it used to be a captain planet entity <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: he's a creature with an ecological message for kids right who no, may no, no. or may but, not but have been like formed by five some teenagers. kind of
4: entity that came from the earth and is now trying to rebuild the earth in the only way it knows how and that's just by killing anything that fights plants. that threatens it
2: yeah that is actually pretty on point for i, th- I think where where all of us are we're thinking about taking the character for sure
1: now i might be off
3: base here but i got a really cheesy name we could call it guy alpha or gaia for short. Uh, guy alphas too. that's too humanizing it because the thing that I liked about it was that this thing could look so unhuman, non-humanoid. I mean, no, and I, I, I mean imagine the,
4: this thing wouldn't even respond to a name. No, but like I realize it doesn't that. even think in that way.
3: It's almost like the I am Groot, where it's just like, "What are you?" It's like, "I'm the Earth. I'm dude. the woods. Like, yeah, I'm the yeah. woods." What well, you know? I, I was bringing it up because of you know Gaia. No, no I get no, you. We, yeah, we, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Not a bad I'm idea. Sure.
4: Just, no, and it's like whatever the the lightning dogs would have their own name for him or it. Yeah. And it would may or may not respond to that. Yeah.
3: And I'm sure they would be terrified. It's like because the whole stereotype of dogs peeing on trees, you know, it's it's like the one place you can't go. It's like (laughs) this is a this this is a terrible place we live in. I'm a tree. You won't
1: want to bark up. My bark is worse than your bite. <laughs> and Damn you, Doug! You leave those puns for me. It'll, <laughs> it'll write, it'll that say down, that write that
2: down. that In quotes on the action figure box, <laughs> just above the blister it's card. A, oh.
1: It'll be there. It'll be like lightning dogs. We never turn it, tail. And then at the bottom yeah, of the
2: blister pack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember the the original uh, Ninja Turtles packaging. I think had like quotes from a character on it, or at the very least, it was on the like the stupid cutout card where you'd like ruin the back of
3: your. Thing yeah. to cut out I don't know ruin the packaging that the box, you know It's like, I don't know, I've whatever. already torn it up but I don't know like you,
2: you're saving both parts of it anyway but you cut one part out when you could have just kept all
1: of it I never saved the box I just played with the the, the back had information on it and the, the pictures I was
3: a fan of the show I knew all that information
1: <laughs> from here on out it's a non-stop joyride through the wasteland we update and expand what's come so far throw away some ideas that really weren't working and of course, we needed to lock down the power sets of each of the Lightning Dogs, and share a ton of wild ideas that had been brewing in our minds in the year between recordings, including new adversaries and allies. First up, we reopen the case file of the Diamond Dogs. They're the first team.
4: It'll be revealed in a future episode that they're actually the, the first team. You know, yeah,
2: because because which- what the Lightning Dogs assume is they're like, oh. Glampires made things shaped like us that fight like us to, to try to take us, yeah. us down. Isn't that a trope, you know? And it's yeah. like, nah, these
1: were your friends.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on were. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the reason that Cap and I were kicking around as to why that worked that way is when the first team ran into the Glampire, they too wound up fighting against him, but were not powerful enough to withstand his His, his, yeah, yeah. his, his abilities His, 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 his magic, his power, his science. The bulge in his crotch was just far too
3: large for them to deal with. So when they're retreating, because everything's going, you know... To shit. Because to
4: they cannot compete.
3: Yeah. Dingo, the leader, makes an executive decision without consulting the rest of the crew. He realizes if they get back to the far fetch, get back to the home planet, there's nothing stopping this bad guy from following them and doing to that planet what he just did to Earth. So he says, no, we never turn tail, and we're going to stick and finish this fight. And he intentionally destroys the Farfetch.
4: Straight up Stargate. Yeah. It, well, but it well, it's a st- bad Stargate.
3: Star did they, over one eye. Did they just they didn't destroy the Stargate. No, but did that they?
4: was originally uh, his plan. Right.
3: Right. Except uh, now this uh, is yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's like don't destroy the Stargate. We got whatever. It's like in this one, no, they freaking destroy yeah, they, the Farfetch. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no way Dingo's gonna risk this thing getting loose. And when the Farfetch explodes because it's using master technology and all this other stuff that they don't know, the wave of energy hits them and they're all covered in it and they get their powers. Dingo has the bark beyond bark. It is a a burst of
1: sonic energy that will rip anything to pieces. In fact, one of the concept sketches was him doing the bark beyond bark. It is one of the most badass things that I've continued to try and draw and is appa- <laughs> is you know it's a lot harder to draw a barking dog than you'd think and make it look <laughs> like uh, an awesome picture because they don't they don't really pose for it just saying. <laughs> Beast Hound gets laser eyes. Because you need an animal sidekick that shoots fucking lasers and out of its the eyes. the action figure can have light piping. It'd be great.
3: Yeah, the, the action figure, like, if you squeeze his two legs together, the red eyes light up, you know, sort of like, <laughs> like the threatening thing. Like, you know when Superman gets really mad and he wants to threaten somebody and the eyes light up for just a second? You go, you know, Superman, I'll, I'll do it. Never mind. A special, like, yeah. 12-inch version of the figure. You can actually look through the eyes and it all looks red. <laughs> so, that's how Beaston Sees the world. Just all
1: red. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> 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 Pierre, he's super quick. Which
3: ties in, he's lightning fast. He's lightning fast. He's a, he's a martial arts expert to start with. You take his martial arts skills and apply the speed to it, then you get a Tasmanian devil of death. But he's
2: not the flash, you know? Right. But like, right. he's maybe the roadrunner. It's a good way to put it. Not the flash. I mean, not the roadrunner in that, oh, he's going to run through a solid object. That's crazy. Right, right, right. He might
1: kick at the last second of the solid object. And so he can flip off of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, he, you know, you could probably deliver a pretty powerful punch when you're moving that fast, too, because the amount of energy that you gain. built you know, up, yep. yeah, exactly. So yeah, he won't be breaking the speed of light or anything like that, but he's, but he's very fast. Kid is a technomancer. Well, that's, that's the, one of the things we still got to figure out. Yeah, we still got to cement we,
2: we had a lot of ideas floating around about it and it sounded like we're cramming so much into this character. Yeah. What the hell are we doing?
3: But the other one that we do know for sure was uh, Angela Bassett Hound. Yep. Uh, where Which is the, not her full name. That's yeah. just what we call her. <laughs> she's got a super snout on her.
1: I mean, she was already, she's based off a of Bloodhound. So she's got that tracking aspect to her. She, she's kind of a little wrecking ball to begin with so now she'll smell you coming a mile away she'll smell yeah. you coming a mile away and she's a sharpshooter
2: so she'll fucking shoot you from a mile away too yeah she'll
3: shoot you from a mile away smell your blood tell you what you had for breakfast that's like <laughs> really
1: <laughs> you had waffles and you missed your mom in your last moments you know what you're all right i'll actually bury you kid kane and narisa were our most unfinished characters they're also the, the more recent ones to put yeah. the finishing touches on uh we talked one about thing kane being a geomancer which mm-hmm. the one thing that cap and i were talking about when we were out no, out at heroes con was the idea that he would have embarked on a solo mission at one point to sneak into the Glampire's Lair, try to pretend to be his ally so that he can master whatever's going on there. And part of the diamondification starts to happen to him. Ooh. Oh, So he's got his right arm, is that of a diamond dog? And I could see that happening his, later on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of his resistance, he's able to control it because of the power that it gave him, which he didn't really understand until that point, which is the geomancy power of rocks. Mm.
3: Now, explain to me what you guys thought about the geomancy. Like, what exactly would his power be?
1: It's hard to say, because if you say someone's, like, outright,
2: you know, like geomancy, would be like, well, like, he's an earthbender, basically. He can, like, you know, throw a rock up. Like, he can have a spike of rock come up in the air or whatever. But I think that might be overpowering him. I,
1: I agree. Um, I, I, though, to tie into that a little bit, is maybe, maybe he doesn't understand it at first. Maybe, you know, he either he knows and he's not playing it, because he's a guy who plays his cards really to, close to his chest, and then once the, the diamondification.
2: If we're staging something visually, it, it could happen so that what Kane won't see, but the viewers would see, would be he's looking for something and the rocks show him something, or like a hole opens
3: up. Uh, and- you, um, more along those lines, mm-hmm. I was thinking that the earth bending may have been over the top, and what I'm about to suggest may be not enough. <laughs> right. uh, my Because if he's like archaeologist, sort of master expert, also digging because mm-hmm. he's a dog, if he could maybe sense things buried like if for example if you just if you uncover like a, a a doorway that's like master that used to belong to the masters yep he could touch it and have that sort of psychic sense of like something that was here not necessarily Which, like go back in time and see it
4: seismo- maybe, maybe, seismography say, no not my i'm trying to say pathy like seismo and pathy
3: something like that where it's like it's, the idea where that came from is to extend a, a power that he already kind of has no you know uh like The bark related, the snout related, everything, with the exception of the laser eyes, pretty much everything is related to dogs. Yep. So him, the digging and stuff and being able to like bury something and remember where it was, not really psychic, but super sensitive. What
4: I want to chip in is that I think a big trend from like 80s and 90s cartoons is you have a power and you develop it over time.
3: Right, right, right. And so
4: even if eventually becomes a full on earthbender. That's going to be like a light game stuff. Right. And at that point, he's probably shown that he is a true villain. And so it takes the whole team to take him down.
2: Right. I'm not sure Which, that, he, that is his destiny, and I, though. I'm not,
1: though, not saying right, that that has is to what be a final is. destiny, but, yeah, but that, yeah. would
4: be, I, that might be a plot point. Yeah. Now,
1: and piggybacking off of that, I was going to say that let's look at it as a spectrum. I mean, earthbending is the endgame. Earthbending, mm-hmm. that's what he, his geomancy is going to allow him to do. He starts off with the this kind of seismopathy or whatever what we're gonna call it? it where he No, I I'm I'm with you. I'm piggybacking and I'm developing it along okay, with okay, you. Okay, okay. Where he starts that way. He starts to then be able to realize he can actually control the rocks. At this time, he goes on a solo mission. And that's when the the crystallization starts to happen, limits his growing power to where now he's got back to just that basic understanding
3: of what's going on and control over what shape his arm takes story-wise that all makes sense my only worry is compared to the powers of the other lightning dogs one guy barks really loud another girl smells really well one guy moves really fast and the other guy has telepathic powers that can move rock
4: that's what i was going to say it's like i I think if someone can bark really well to the point where it like basically breaks everything Mm -hmm. and one person can move fast maybe to the point where he eventually develops flash speed level stuff we need to develop something more for angela
1: Right, smell which really good. I picture almost like a daredevil type awareness. That's what I'm saying. Anything yeah, for yeah. miles. Yeah, she can feel the most subtle shift. Almost in like the a wind. really good tracker. No, she's exactly. a bloodhound. No, that no, is, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where it started. That's where we'll just make it so that she has total and complete sensory awareness through her nose.
3: An observation that I had made myself was that okay, we have six lightning dogs. Mm-hmm. They're all like a team. you know sent together. Three of them are obviously more soldier class and mm-hmm. the other three are obviously more civilian class yeah. civilian class so there's like a team within a team aspect here like yep. there's the people the specialists who are there to research and report back because that's what they're sent there to do mm-hmm. and the team who was there to protect them obviously and yep. to fight off any bad stuff that happens so the way the team can break down like their powers I don't know if we want to say that it's like an extension of who they already are or what their, their species already is or whatever, but I don't, I, I, what I would not really be too crazy on, at least at this point in time is having their powers grow to a point where they're basically the justice league. Like I, I don't, cause you know, the thing that makes them really cool is that they have the cars and you know they have their own crystal weapons and all of these things, but if, if these things it, need to be good enough to be tools and not be their yeah. entire skill set, yeah. Right.
4: And I do want to chime in that, like, I thought the lightning dogs, all the light powers were supposed to be lightning-like, and the geomancy that's like the exact opposite. Right. That, that was right. two
2: conflicting things that we we'd thrown out at one time actually, and this is something we should really confront, and we might as well do it here. Uh, Tony and I realized that we were on different pages about this when we were talking HeroesCon. I thought the Lightning Dogs were always called the Lightning Dogs, and he thought they named themselves the Lightning Dogs after the accident, and or that Glampire had called them that. My thinking was that their team, like any military specialist team might be, was called Lightning Dogs, and via the conceit of, like, it's a cartoon show, they also got right. they, like these powers via the Lightning, and that they weren't specifically all Lightning powers exactly, it's just that there's like a certain kind of, Energy that emanates from, like an
1: energy that was trapped within it's them. It's the so far when fetch they, energy, really. Yeah, when they like, when right.
2: they use it, they'll glow or whatever. You know, or there'll be some kind of like visual aspect to lightning
1: it. shooting out of their eyes, that sort of thing.
2: If it's getting real intense, you know. He, he,
3: we, the, as far as like, I love the idea of Pierre getting so angry and moving so fast that like lightning starts to form or whatever. But that's more of like when he's really pissed off. No, so they
4: can reach quote unquote Justice League levels, but at like peak only under
3: stress, stress moments. Yeah, only at the worst moment, and never to get them out of trouble. Like, never as a deus ex machina. With the
1: possible exception, and I wanted to throw out an idea that I just had as to when Dingo develops the bark when he first realizes that something weird has gone on. Mm -hmm. Right after he's destroyed the farfetch obviously there's still this entire army bearing down on his team. Right. Now, bleeding from a gash over his eye, he sees that his team is first in the forefront because, obviously, if they were on the farfetch with him, they would have tried to stop him, at least. His first action is to scream at the top of his lungs for these creatures to get back. Right, right, right. And as he does, the Sonic. (laughs) They they do in a big way. Yeah. And And that terrifies him, I'm sure. (laughs) That terrifies him. That terrifies the rest of the creatures. Perhaps a hole opens in the ground mysteriously if we're going to stick with this geomancy idea, just completely by instinct. This happens. Mm -hmm. And then... Beast Town's eyes can glow laser red and guide the team out to safety. But one way or the other, that, that image of Dingo's first act after dooming his team to staying on this planet is to protect them with a newfound right. power. That's a good. It's a good drama moment, yeah, yeah.
2: I think with Kane's power, I think maybe he should be like, I don't have any powers if I'm not he's going to be Italian. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. You guys all got the powers, but, you know, like... But not that. <laughs> right, not not that. And it turns out he does have powers. No, just, and they're very subtle. That's
1: that's how I'm picturing it. That's right. how I picture you know, like this this whole opening up beneath him we, we can attribute I to I don't
2: think we would even we should even throw it in that early. Like people need to like not discover it as yeah. they discover it. Oh, um, oh,
1: oh, because
4: oh, I really like this moment of him being like total full-on earthbender that they have to fight against. That could probably be under the influence of the glampire. Like the glampire basically tempts him, going like there's more power in you, but and I can unlock it, and you can't unlock it yourself.
3: The idea of him being able to like sense things and about the earth—that's all fine and cool. But if he was going to become a full-on earthbender, and if we're going to frame it as saying maybe in a distant story, if he decides to be brainwashed or if he not decide, but if he gets brainwashed by Glampire and becomes a villain for a short time, Glampire's powers enhance his powers, and he becomes a you know whatever badass but if they end up rescuing him, then his powers go back to normal. Oh, exactly. I'm fine with that. It's yes. like, I just, I just don't, know I don't want him to reach this permanent mm-hmm. level of just like... Godhood. Yeah, where it's just like, oh no, Glampire's minions are coming. Oh, there's a canyon there now. And then it's just... No, we don't, of, we don't need that
1: scene yeah. from Airbender where the, the Earth Boomy just like destroys an entire city. Yeah, we don't. Because he's yeah, that powerful. Yeah, yeah. Which no. I'm fine with. I, I really like the idea of Cain having this geomancy. I do think, I mean, it doesn't exactly tie in with the, the kind of air element that lightning comes from, but in terms of our dogs but neither, and neither power. does anything else, really. Nah. So long as his eyes do that little sparky spark, we're good. I but, think we're But, you
2: covered. know, I mean, most importantly, it was an idea we had, and it could be interesting, but if we come up with something better, we should go with it.
3: Yeah. Let's take a look at the character of King Corso, then, and just remove it from the dirt geomancy archaeology thing, just to see... He's Dr. of Corso. Yeah. Right. Would he be the team's healer, as it were? Like, would he be like, you know? No, because like, he's
1: an anthropologist. Huh? Then,
3: but no, no. Who, what, then who does what when someone gets
1: hurt? Well,
2: I mean, any of the soldiers are trained in field medicine.
1: I picture Angela as as I, like the main kind of medic type person just because she's the toughest nails. I picture her almost as like the toughest I'm, nails mom Basically, on the team.
2: There doesn't need to be someone who is the, the go-to person. Anyone can grab a medikit kit off uh, one of the cars and, and go for it. It's not a video game we don't need a healer i, class.
3: I was i was actually going to say if there's one person who knows a little bit more to maybe make it pierre because right now he has sort of a conflict going on with narisa as a technological person or whatever and since he's more of a soldier guy anyway plus giving it to angela basset hound would be too uh <laughs> i just like saying it so wait, <laughs> just let me have this uh giving her the skill of being like the healer like the mother hen or whatever would be a little a little too on the nose but, but pierre being the guy who's like He'll patch you up and do whatever, and then on top of that, Angela is the more true soldier. She secretly might be like the most badass out of all of them. I think would be. I a don't knight. think that's a secret in the least. Yeah, but <laughs> you, well, because the three of them are soldiers, pretty mm-hmm. much on an equal level, except that Dingo's the leader. Dingo's then, the leader, and Angela's, but Angela's got the most like, experience. Yeah, she's the probably she's like the Raphael. I would say. Yeah,
4: and so I I see I see Pierre being more of the uh, the Renaissance dog.
2: Yeah, he's the soldier who's also a poet. No, you were talking about Angela having the sense of smell that made her like Daredevil, right? Yeah. yeah well, the, yeah. the proposed power that we had for Narisa was uh, something that we called Blind Shot. Yeah, that's true. It was basically a spatial awareness power. It's kind of like she is aware at all times of what's happening around her, which would enable her to know, like, she's an engineer, so she's just got this knowledge of, like, all the car parts. Like, she was already good before, it gets better. She's so aware of what's going on, she can fire a gun behind her and it'll hit something. This, that may be too amorphous. That so be too okay, weird. well then I
3: think
4: then, it's too amorphous.
3: Okay, well then hear hear me out for this. What if we sort of do a switcheroo? Okay. What if Angela is more of the daredevil? She can smell it, she can sense it, and she's the unbeatable fetch ball, like she can the blind shot, sort of whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. That's Angela. Yes. I'm down with that. And what if uh, we give Narissa something that would be useful to an engineer? And I'll tell you what. I, what I, my, my pitch is something that's useful to an engineer. And uh, wouldn't be too out of place uh, as part of like the dog thing. It would be more of an extension, but also a traditional power of just like X ray vision. It's like if she's if there's if they're in somewhere or she like she's working on a car or there's something going on that she like the sight might be more of a thing like a second no, I sight. Am, I am entirely
1: down with that, and it can even start manifesting itself early as her being able to see the full spectrum of colors. That could be, oh shit. That's yes. what I'm saying. That's what yes. I'm saying. Like, all of a sudden, guys, does the world seem more vibrant to
3: you? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That would be freaking brilliant. I, it's like, that, I think that's really cool.
2: That is cool. There's two, two things, however. One, I'm really worried about Angela being overpowered. She's already the strongest military character we've got. Right. Well, then let, all...
3: let, let me explain how I was going to scale that back. Then. Sure. So instead of her being like, okay, she's a military badass who can smell you from a mile away, Maybe scale back the the, the length the of whatever, like the, she, the range.
2: Angela can't be the one who can shoot behind her. You know, like the right. reason the reason I gave that kind of a power to Nerissa is because I didn't I wanted to make sure that she wasn't going to be the token girl character or Kaylee from Firefly, who's a great, great engineer, but kind of shitty in a fight, you know? Right.
3: So then how about this? We do another switcheroo. Keep Nerissa with the sight. She could spot traps. She can see for a long way. She can see them coming. You know, whatever. She's almost like the Legolas, I guess you could say. Give the sort of blind shot thing, like the extra sensory thing, to Kane Corso, because Kane Corso, if he's going to be sensing the earth and sort of stuff like that, that can be. I feel like that's a more natural progression starting point. Perhaps the only
1: reason that I would say keep the the sensory awareness with Angela is I'm not picturing that as something she can tap into all the time. Anyway, this is the same sort of end game like nth degree. This is Angela chips are down, shit's hitting the fan she's got to use this
3: but if the shit's already going down what use is it going to be to smell something a mile away that's when it ties into the everything that's around her
1: i think
4: it's weird to have these powers that kind of
1: they all have a final smash
4: no 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 i'm okay with the power with the final smash i'm talking about like the venn diagram of powers like if one person has sensory powers Cool. That one person has sensory powers.
3: Right, right.
4: We shouldn't have two people with sensory powers because there are right. so many cool powers we could give people.
3: Right. Yeah. That's why. So I'm thinking in terms of like what the character is going for. Like Narisa, she's not going to be on the front line. She's not going to be fighting that much. Having her have X-ray vision, sort of thing, and yeah. the sight and everything. Well,
2: we haven't really talked about it. You know, you're saying we have this two crews of people. Well, Narisa is a trained military engineer. There's no reason she couldn't. Well, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not saying right. she
3: couldn't, but in terms of like if you're if you're scrapping together for survival purposes, yeah. They need her working on the farfetch. Or, or
4: if she's an engineer, then she's like, "Oh, okay. Let me set up a few mortars. Let me set up some uh, some traps, and then I'm going to get back to work."
3: Yeah, I'm like, like, not. I'm not trying to say that she's incapable. Right, um, right. No,
4: like she's a military engineer, so she'll set up some traps. She'll be sitting there with her gun right next to her while she's tinkering on stuff. She hears stuff. She's at the ready.
3: She's a military engineer. Team Fortress dog. dog. Yeah, she she may be a military engineer, but Angela is a military. Soldier. Badass, yeah, soldier. She's a soldier. Yeah, I don't see reason being like, I'm not. I can't fight anybody. No. I'm just I a mean, girl. They, like, wouldn't, have any- they no.
4: wouldn't have sent her in this mission
3: if she couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah, no, I, yeah.
2: I just want to make sure that all the characters have a certain, you know, balance to them. Right. So yeah,
3: that's so that's why I'm still kind of spitballing. But on yeah. on the idea, so the, the, playing off of that, the idea of her seeing like a more like broader spectrum. Yeah. By seeing a broader spectrum, does that mean she could also see? infrared and ultraviolet and yep. if so yeah, she could see sure. in the dark. Oh. Yep. No, I mean that's
1: that's what I'm saying. I I like the idea that Narisa, I mean just tying in with what you were going on, she can just tap into these other spectrums that the rest of the dogs can't. Can do. you imagine
2: some like weird scenes with Narisa and Angela like doing these sniper missions where it's like yes. it's pitch it's pitch black dark and like uh, Narisa says some coordinates and Angela's like Okay, I think I got them, you know, <laughs> like or
3: even even then it's just like you put an infrared laser beam on the front of like a laser gun, so the infrared, you can't see it at night, but, but Narisa, Narisa can. can, and Narisa's looking through things, He goes, okay, aim a little higher, a little higher, all right, the dot's on him, she's like, are you sure, because it's pitch black out here, I don't even know what <laughs> it's like, just trust me, you, you, your dot's right on him, just go ahead, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, he's down, you got him. It's like, <laughs> nah, I, am, I am entirely down with but that. But
4: what I was going to say is, if we're, if we're giving one person the sensory, and I'm loving Narisa with developing vision, mm. should we give Angela something else besides smell? I know we love the
2: idea of her with having this smell. Maybe but she's already got decent smell. I'm kind up of for changing it. Yeah, I'm up right. For changing like, like it. Yeah. Kill your darlings. Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah. So, okay, so are, so are we cool with Narisa, with the vision? Absolutely. That, that sounds neat. Yeah. Okay. So I really then, like well, the
4: idea of her just like having the, developing these. All right. F-
3: so we'll we'll table that, and uh, let's say let's let's try and rework because we still got well, King Corso, kid, and a, and we got to think of a better thing for her, Angela. I mean, maybe
4: kid. Oh, my mind was going down the lightning path. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she can generate a modicum of electricity.
3: Kind of like the Doctor Doom movie version. Like he's just lightning powered. Not, not, not like. straight up
4: lightning powers, right. but just enough to like create she's a kind a living of a spark. Battery. She could generate some power, enough power to do stuff, but not for too long.
3: Like she like if you touch her, you get an electric shock. And Maybe, that's why she's like rogue. And like, if, if
4: she, oh, don't touch if me. she carries think,
2: like, a bandolier of batteries around with her, she, she can, can charge them.
4: <laughs> but it's she, more that she could like short circuit machinery.
3: Oh shit. Which would help. And like she's friends with a robot.
4: That's where I'm more going. She's, oh my oh, God. She's a, yeah. She
3: is the straight up lightning dog. If kid is the lightning dog... No, that mean, could be cool. Because think about it, we
1: we already have kind of been gearing Kid to almost be the mascot. You know, she's the one that doesn't really fit into anything else. She doesn't have any kind of formal training. She's there more as a as a work release program. And if you than if anything. you
3: wanted a way to tie this into Mad Max even more, we, she could just be old Kid later retelling the story of what it was like living <laughs> on the planet with the Lightning Dogs. And I love you know? the idea
4: of her being relayed this job. Like here, charge the batteries. Like I hate doing this, and I get really hungry.
3: And
1: could you? <laughs> But could you My imagine hair the tension? On do you know how much time they, it takes Another to make thing, it look like another this? thing
3: I don't think we explain like is that uh, you guys please tell me if it's like No, I don't agree with that. But the idea that most of the weapons that they use are laser based. So we don't want bullets and you know, it's a little violent, you know. So if it's like laser based weapons and they run out of batteries, it's like Kid, give me a charge and it's just, like, uh, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> like throwing it back and meanwhile they're getting you know overhead and, so and it's Halloween like, Jack's like what you doing there Reiki yeah yeah <laughs> um, like there, there could be a lot of fun there's a lot of fun to be had with that and, that there, and really of
4: course good. her like super smash is like an actual lightning and blast. when she
3: gets really mad then you know and like it, a lightning we did thing. talk about using the planet's
1: Crystals as a resource man
2: That was something you and I were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: and I am I'm down
1: with that. But perhaps one of the ways that they do that is they retain the energy that kid can generate. Yeah, and Everybody that's why the vampire was... wants
3: her because well now oh. it's turned into Magneto and Rogue
1: again. I'm sorry. Oh. On the flip side, who gives a shit? <laughs> because I do. That's, like I, no, I, I want. I, if, if, if we can think of, before, if we think of a better, way to do it. Than in maybe,
3: the end, yeah. like Lampire like he wants them all dead anyway. It doesn't right. matter.
4: He doesn't like having her around. He wants to purge this planet.
3: Right. Of this
4: like lightning dog scum.
1: Right. Once they've got the far fetched. So let's so let's again.
2: let's
3: try and get this so we can move on to things like glampire. Well, or whatever. I, I mean,
2: really, the lightning dogs are an obstacle in the path of glampire returning to the stars, which he's been trying to do for well beyond the extinction of humanity. Yeah. So that's uh, something
3: we haven't even gotten into yet. For, for for the time being, we're gonna say dingo bark, beast town, laser vision. Pierre's still quick. Yep. Nerissa is going to have the vision site. Which, pre- which is pretty cool. Sight beyond sight. We're not going to call it that, but yeah. Yeah, but that's, you know, you get it. Kid is going to be like the battery, just yep. energy, just pure energy. She generates energy, basically. Yeah, she, she's yeah. like Electro. Yeah, there you go. Kane Corso, we're still on the
2: fence about. I do like the idea of like, I'm maybe. Static, though. Not Electro, like, like she's just like, it's very minor. Yes.
4: Right. She's not
3: Storm. She's not going to no, throw not, a no, lightning no. I mean, no. only yeah.
4: on, like, once again, Smash level. Like,
3: w- like, once every three seasons. Like, I like
4: King Corso. <laughs> I do like the idea of him kind of being able to, like, see through Earth. Being able right. to kind of manipulate it very minor. And then once he, like, if yeah. he gets the crystal hand, right. he can manipulate that.
3: Right. So, okay. So, let's think of it this way. So, if we got, Narisa's got the sight mm-hmm. and everyone, everyone else has got their powers. What's something that would fit in with that that doesn't feel like a a version of someone else. Cause if you can see through the earth, well, Maurice has got whatever. right you know, yeah, like what is the, so let,
4: yeah, let's think of something else for Kane Corso and for Angela.
2: or, or we could like, we can, this is, this will be some, you well, you, you got, got yeah, something. I have an idea. I, oh, I heard, was, I heard an inspired uh, gasp.
4: So, so I was going back to early two thousands, mid two thousands. There's this whole reign of TV shows of like super powered people, like right. yep. heroes and forty four hundred and all that. I'm like, what are the basic powers? And one of them is of course being able to see the future hmm. And so I'm thinking, well, how cool would it be to have someone who has kind of questionable moral uh, like like loyalties can see flashes into the future?
1: Hmm. A guy with one foot in the past can see into the future. I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Now, there's no reason we need to like live by
2: this edict. But like I always want to make it something that will be a cool action figure. That's true. And That's true. Whereas the, the outright geomancy seems like way too much for Kane. The whole thing where he might get a, a diamond dog arm that like he could like it could turn into like an axe or it could turn into something like like something that like is that, a badass action right? figure. That's an action figure, and I want to do that really badly. And Though, we got to figure I out mean, how, we, that, how do I we think validate that. Will get that. get, get no, to that. You know that. what yeah.
1: we can. You know what we can do. I mean, that can even because the diamond dogs are going to be able to do that shit. They're going to be able to. Right. So we, we actually that. hadn't discussed it, but that sounds cool. I mean, mm-hmm. why not? We can have the diamond dogs do that, so he can do it on a much more limited scale.
4: So maybe he does have the power of. Being able to see in the future, which he may lose at some point.
1: Or it's limited by, but this way uh, he has something that is unique and different from the rest of the lightning dogs that we can still give him badass crystal arm later that will have multiple attachments.
2: Or he's like, I don't have a power, what the fuck? He actually has a power that he learns right away. And it's the power to hear exceptionally well, which means that he's always privy to anything anyone's saying and he can manipulate the fuck out of absolutely everyone because he knows what's happening all around him.
3: Holy monkey.
2: Done. It's not much of an action feature for an action
3: figure. But but if
4: he he then gets, because he hears how no one trusts him. Dude,
3: I just thought of a great thing on that note. King Corso can hear things that no one else can hear. That means if he was going to maybe someday talk to Glampire, and Glampire, they're working in cahoots or whatever, Glampire can send out just radio waves that he could hear but Narisa could probably see it. She wouldn't know what's being said. She's not, just like, man, there's someone. And, and, there. and then kid, she talks to Kid,
4: and Kid gets the robot to intercept.
3: Yeah. So like, there's a way that it's like a chess game back and forth where it's like Narisa can see there's radio waves. Not really. Well, it looks like they're coming from way over. They're miles away. Man. Let's, they, hey, let's, isn't let's that, see, that the direction? Can hack into that? Isn't and that and glam- from Vampire? Yeah. And Kid is like, I can't hack into this. It's like encrypted Which, or something. And then meanwhile, Cain's just like. That's really strange. Yeah, I don't know what that could possibly mean. You know, but he's hearing it all. And then he Which goes, I do. He I, slinks I, off.
1: Just, yeah. just as an archetype thing. I mean, think about the questionably antagonistic character in these teams. Who do they normally butt heads with? The leader. Mm-hmm. So we've got a guy who can hear really well. Who's going to be abnormally angry at a guy Against who the yells.
0: yells? Yeah. you <laughs> barking? <laughs> <Final laughs> <final> <laughs>
3: No, that's it. I can't. I can't. That has to be it. Yeah. yeah. I am, no, no, I'm No. And, and then he, still and he gets eventually
4: r- gets the hand that he can control because that's a part of the crystallization. He
3: stuffs the diamonds in his ear so he doesn't have to hear that <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, that's great. I
4: love it. Oh, that just leaves Angela.
3: Yeah. So Angela. So do we, we got, just yeah. want
1: to make Angela really fucking tough? I was thinking about that. Because honestly, she's I, already,
2: like, I, Wolverine? I keep looking, yeah,
3: no, not it's necessarily like, to the, the healing no, she standpoint. Can, she
2: can punch a rock and kind of crack it, you know? Just really, really oh, tough skin. Pierre
3: could do that if he's moving fast enough. No,
4: right,
2: but, but it's that's still going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. He's, he got, he's got brittle, brittle, delicate fingers but She's already so strong to begin
1: with was the idea. No, but, but that's going to be an enhancement of that.
4: But by giving her just kind of like this semi-indestructibility, mm-hmm. she's still too small to like shield everyone. Right.
1: But she will run in like a goddamn wrecking ball. That, I you know did...
3: that could be an interesting th- dude. That it's if we're gonna tug at the heartstrings a little bit, it would be interesting if one of the lightning dogs gets hurt, and she was like, "I could have stepped in the way, I could have done something, but I'm just too small." Right. The, th- the thing's gonna crush Narisa and she's trying to catch it, and but it, she just can't do it because she's just too small to do it.
1: Every time I've drawn Angela, I just picture her bursting through walls. I don't know why. <laughs> like I so, just, that's the
4: reason. So Maybe she she can yeah. have a a boost in strength and in and, and, and
3: just durability. Durability.
4: Yeah. And it's definitely not, she... she,
3: And who's the last person you'd want to be even stronger? Well, the firecracker, you know? Right. I mean, it's it's
4: not, she's not so, like, tough that if she takes a laser beam, she can just deflect it. Right, not like that. It's still going to burn her.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but most of us have experienced a thick-headed dog where you just watch them run into a wall or something and then just look at you like,
3: did you put that there yeah <laughs>
2: when the far-fetched explodes like she could there could be this horrible emotional scene where like the bunch of oh. rubble falls on her basically and dingo's like all right we're out of here we're, we're smashing this thing like angela's dead we're gone and like and then like she gets out of it the far-fetched explodes lightning goes out and she tosses this rock over and she's like whoa what's everybody crying about
3: <laughs> no <Yeah>. wait <laughs> no something, something yeah. even
1: something even different because we've all i mean i'm hard on for dingo getting this eye scar when it all happens yeah you mentioned that she's too small to shield someone yeah she steps in front of Dingo because like she, they've got this once She has her power. I understand. I understand. But she steps in front of Dingo. Now, obviously this isn't going to kill them, but she steps in front of dingo to try and shield him from the blast she's too small to stop whatever the hell it is that hits him in the head from hitting him in the head potentially killing him you
4: know i, I think, think that's, that's not a bad early. idea i think yeah, I, yeah I, it's, I really like the instead the positioning like in order to discover that she's i think it's better and, for her no I, I, that's no, a it, good idea no i, I, just, I, I, I think,
1: recognize that her finding that out later would be a better emotional development for the character right. but i feel like that might be some decent foreshadowing
4: i really like the reveal of like everything collapses and there was, like Where's Angela? Oh she's my dead. God, yeah. she's dead, oh, no. she dead. And she just busts out. I was like, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Like, I think that's a, that's a better reveal.
1: No, that's, that's a strong reveal, but I like the idea too of we've got this, this soldier who has made it to this point in her career through reliance on her skills and her abilities. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, she's got this catch-all. She can't really be hurt. So she starts to fall off of that. And mistakes are made, yeah. And that's yeah. when we get into yeah, and her, get into her, somebody yeah, yeah. getting hurt. Her Achilles' and heel is her size, and, and that's that all, something you could never change. And so. she she has to all of a sudden. Then we go back with this like whole arc of her getting back to form, training back up. She can rope the other two soldiers into it with her because I I, I can't wait to really explore that relationship. That's yeah, yeah. I agree. That I mean, because really I cool. just
4: imagine like if you're super fast, you're definitely going to get lazier. Ugh. Like whatever, I'll do that. In five minutes. What does it matter? I'm still going to do it three Mm -hmm. times faster than you. You're going to have me run laps there, Angela? So let's go over this again. We got Dingo has the Bark Beyond Bark.
3: Mm -hmm. Yep. We got to change Just say he's got Super Bark. He's got
4: Super Bark. Ultra Bark. Ultra Bark.
3: The Uh, Omega Bark.
4: Narisa has the Awesome Vision.
1: Spectral Vision. Spectral
4: Vision. How's that going to be an action figure?
1: The same way that you maybe I mean, she maybe she her, her eyes change her yeah, eyes maybe change her again. eyes light up
3: white. I don't know. Are, uh, we, are we dealing
2: with present technology or 80s technology? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Dude, Corso, some of these new
3: toys coming out are pretty badass. Yeah. You know, anyway, so
2: Kane Corso has the the hearing, hearing and
3: yeah.
4: then eventually the arm. Kid is basically a battery. Yep, uh, beast hound has the uh, laser vision
1: just and because fucking cool. Yeah. Angela, and Angela is strong,
4: strong, and Pierre has the speed, and that's.
1: That's lightning dogs, yeah.
4: That's to me, the, like, the, the two key, like if we didn't have a strength and a speed, then I'm like, right, we're, we're missing out on something because strength right, is also another it, yeah. pillar of superpowers. Yeah.
1: I am so very happy right
4: now.
3: <sighs> oh, one thing we did not address Wolfman. Before they meet any bad guys, you know, before they, they're just like, oh my gosh, this place is barren. There, there's no masters, you know, the, where, where this is terrible. They're able to pick up on a radio wave something that sounds like Wolfman Jack, who's just like, I'm listening to the beats of this time. And, you know, listen to, like, some, And here's some rock and roll to cure your soul. Woo! And they're like, that what? <laughs> and so it's like, if you want to make a request, call in our live hotline. Do that. And somehow they're able to hack in to be like, who is this? It's like, you're talking to the wolf man. And they're like, wolf Somebody's man. calling, what? They're like, wolf man? Like, like wolf and, and man? And maybe maybe this is something to do with the masters where are you and it's just like oh i'm located at the whatever booth and they're like we got to get to him. so they fly out on their hot rods or whatever American or graffiti on foot, style. yeah you know, whatever they get there and it's like a little small building somewhere and they kick open the door and then leads down a staircase and like where does this go and they trip, flick on the lights and it's just a massive underground server room and they're like Wolfman, are you in here he's in his little blinking red light yeah I'm here. what's <laughs> up and they're like and they're like what Where are you? Are you in this box? He goes, what are you talking about? I am the box. So Wolfman basically was, back when humans were still around, was just an artificially intelligent radio disc jockey based off of, obviously, Wolfman Jack. Because in the future, why do you need somebody to sit in a booth and request music and play it when 24 hours a day you can just tune in? It's the same awesome personality. All day long, take all the classic radio personalities, mix them into one love. thing. Yeah, or so, no, just like different stations. Yeah, you've just yeah so for each station. This yeah. just
4: happens to be the Wolfman Jack
3: station. Yeah, and it it just missed the bombing. You know, it's the only one that's still around, and it's just like, yeah, it's been really boring out here with the <laughs> Wolfman. Uh, nobody's been calling in for a long, long time. You're the first caller in. Well, I've stopped calculating. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so he's the only link that they have to what the Masters were like, what culture was like. So, of course, Kid is talking to Wolfman all the time. She's just like, can you tell us, like, about, like, they find a calendar, and it's like, wow, what happened back in the year 2159 uh, on April the 7th? On this time, he's like, Oh, I played was, this song. As I, I played, played this, this song, song uh, the traffic was backed up pretty bad that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a uh, storm clouds coming in through the, you know, to the east. And my uh, uh, collar
1: broke up with her boyfriend, so she wanted me to play a fuck you song. Yeah. And,
3: uh, but later on, the day after that, we had someone calling in for a magic puzzle. Oh, it was really sweet. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, that's not really what I wanted to know. Wolfman's like, Well, that's all I got for <laughs> you. I <can't> just, <laughs> <laughs> that, like,
2: that, That's kind of neat because actually, I, I this is the first time I've heard this origin for Wolfman because in the past, we talked about him being a composite of scientists, artificial intelligence, personalities. Yeah 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 Uh, like like in the base it's interesting because because this is an early adventure the lightning dogs get to have and then like out of sympathy for this ai kid can like harvest him from his server room bring him back to the base and all of a sudden you have an ai that's not just it's not set up to tell the lightning dogs everything because it's been in the base all the time (laughs) it's discovering the base too they can install on the main computer because it's like it's like a personality So this wolfman persona can grow with them instead of already being birthed to the show fully
1: grown wolfman Vampire's on his way. We got to get back to base. Alert the team. All right. Now, do you want some chase music while you get your way back there? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'll play a groove of tune for you to drive home to. It's like...
3: Because <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. the, the idea
3: was that it was very rock and roll infused was the inspiration for everything Lightning Dogs. But the idea I was going to have is for like a drama moment because you think Wolfman's kind of a funny guy. There's really no drama with that. He's not a human. He doesn't have any emotions, but he definitely roots for the Lightning Dogs. And if he's like in the base, he'd be like, Attention, Lonnie Dogs, we got the incoming lamp. thing. And they're like, oh, and they go to run to their stations. Kane Corso can hear, you know, mm-hmm. radio frequencies and whatnot. If somehow they're out there somewhere and Kane Corso's in the lab doing something, Wolfman's just like, uh, Dr. Corso, uh, we got a, I, I got a question for you. What this, whatever. And he's just bullshitting with him for a little bit. And he's just like, oh, Wolfman, just leave me alone. He's like, all right, fine, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I bothered you. Several episodes later, there, there'll just be a really tense moment where he's getting radio receiver from, like, Glampire or whatever, and he's, you know... Hey, and he's just like, uh, Hey, Doc, we uh, were getting these strange radio signals. You know anything about that? And he's just like, I wouldn't know any... I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, Well, you can hear me right now, can't you? And it's like... Oh! oh, oh wolf man, you're You're... And it's like... <laughs> it's like... I don't know what you mean, Wolfman. It's like... Well, no, and I would this ain't him. on the piece. <laughs> like, it's no, just I'd, you and me, doc.
1: I'd love to almost flip that a little bit afterwards, saying, You're not listening to any other radio stations, are you? Yeah,
3: you ain't listening to any other uh, other radio stations. <laughs> like you, don't, you don't need so, no you're, smooth you, you, jazz, you're you keeping it locked here. Uh, you're keeping you? it locked in, the Wolfman. Uh, <laughs> that's just that moment of where no, it's at like at the
1: same time, maybe he's saying that to keep Kane off his scent. That he knows what's going on. At and first, he's like yeah, flashing, yeah. No, and
3: then at the same time, he's like
1: flashing a message on his screen for Kid to see since Kid was the one who rescued him.
3: Right, or, you know, any of this stuff. And then, of course, just like, you know, the, the, the idea that Wolfman can know that Dr. King Corso is up to no good and just traps him. So it's like the idea, everything that bounces back to King Corso is a mind game of just like yep. manipulation. Dog and
1: mouse, if you will. Dog and mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Cat
3: and dog. Yeah. All right. Glampire. glampire yes okay um let's, the let's villains talk are
2: underdeveloped
3: well we only just barely topped off the main cast you know so um uh so glampire mm. yes now <laughs> oh he's in the <laughs> room should we just interview you in character like uh well, should we
4: have okay so how many once types, upon
1: a time
3: <laughs> how many times ty- like i
4: know he has the diamond dogs for minions mm-hmm. i know also the the halloween
1: jack Halloween Jack is his, no, he, Halloween Jack is his right hand. Uh, here's the thing about Halloween Jack. Halloween Jack is just, it's a
2: Bowie joke, right? Halloween Jack is a real cool cat. He lives on top of Manhattan Chase. Which is where, as it turns out, Halloween Jack lives. Uh, <laughs> if we want to set this in New York, which personally I don't want to, I, yeah, I don't in New want York, to but whatever, it doesn't matter. Just even it. even fucking Oblivion was set in New York, and that was like
1: well, we can we can call it Manhattan Chase. It doesn't matter.
2: It, it, we don't. We're we not don't, naming we it after an
1: actual Manhattan Chase. We don't chase. Need, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> we're,
2: we're naming Halloween Jack after that line. We don't need to attribute his entire origin story to David Bowie. That may be plagiarism. I'm not sure. Halloween Jack represents the first level minion the any
3: big right i was gonna say uh, like
4: when we needed like more of those because yeah.
2: not to reflect
4: to our origins okay. but
3: right so now here's here's the thing i was thinking about halloween jack and the minions or whatever because everything every time we talked about them they were very humanoid right. almost like the ghouls right. from fallout it, it, yeah
2: exactly which is not, but basically i don't remember the guy's name in power rangers there's that blue dog-faced guy in the gold suit goldar and goldar like, controls might- controls the putties right that's where halloween jack is he's working for rita repulsa he sends out the putties. Perfect. right? Right. He, he leads a biker gang of basically Mad Max things. Zombies. Can here's, they But all the be problem Halloween themed? That would be fucking amazing. But here's One the problem. Thing, Halloween Jack, he just ends up being a ghoul from Fallout, as do the other people. Right. Because in theory, this world is actually populated by freaks and mutants, and those humanoid ones just tend to be like ghouls. See, no, no, and no, no I, I, envision,
4: I envision more, uh, are you guys familiar with Darkstalkers
2: at all? Yeah. I imagine more of a Lord Raptor. And Lord no. Raptor's awesome, but I just mean like, we're still dealing with the zombification of humans that like, it should be gone for thousands of years, like if, right? If, that's why
4: I'm saying more like skeletal or more
2: right. But if well, here now the, I think has gotten to something okay, that we so were so talking about the, about. the problem is if these are preserved, mutated, altered humans. The ghouls in Fallout are like, alive, like they're are, people. are alive and can, in some degree, to some degree, remember what it was like to be human because they're very old. And that's sort of the position we've put ourselves in. If these things used to be human, then that presents a problem for us because part of the Lightning Dog's emotional connection to the Masters is the fact that they don't exist.
3: And there's so, no, yeah, there's nothing, the only thing they can reach that's human are... Our,
2: architecture, yeah. media, carving. and shit. Find. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's important to make sure that they are always kind of wanting to experience their de facto gods or their origins and so on. Like, no, that's, I, that's I, a want for them. We I have had to make, an
3: answer for that. Ba-ba-bum. Vampire comes to Earth way back when, does his thing, Earth is over. Whatever force he invaded with are probably of alien origin as well. Oh. What if this alien invasion force is kind of scroll ish, where they just say, hey, this world we just destroyed, we're going to live like people now because, man, that was kind of cool, Jack. Or, jackets, hell, or you know?
4: going off of the scroll idea to ready the invasion.
3: They came first or whatever?
4: And they were able to blend in.
3: Well, here's
2: the thing this is actually contrary to the origins of Glampire that I thought we had established. Right,
3: that's, that's what, I mean, we still need to get to that. I don't want to right. trample on, on all okay, that Okay, so stuff. what was the origin
4: of Glampire?
2: Glampire was exiled to Earth as a prisoner. And Glampire's mind, Glampire is a hero. He's Che Guevara of his planet. Right. And he was chucked to Earth like, oh, fuck you, go to this backwater planet. And maybe maybe Ooh. he was even a good guy. Maybe his rebellion was the right thing to do for his planet. Doesn't matter. His species lives for a really long time. He failed in his attempt to overthrow that society, he got thrown to Earth a long time ago, maybe 20th century, maybe a little earlier, and has been existing there throughout. And what he's been looking for is he's been watching and waiting, growing in power and doing all this stuff like just you know being a celebrity, getting his kicks, doing whatever he needed to do to bide his time, because humanity's technology was hundreds of years away from what he needed to return to the stars and try to save his people. But he, when you can live forever, you know, just waiting What's a couple
1: centuries? Yeah.
2: But the problem is, is that as soon as humanity had really achieved that level of technology, they destroyed themselves in a nuclear war. Right. So Glampire becomes you a master of nothing. Like,
3: so, now, I, I really like that origin. I had a different one in mind. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's better. It's just, uh, it was more the idea of him. He, he came from outside, whether he was banished here or not. But if he came and and with him, he brought the putties, if you will, or whatever, the, the ghouls, whatever you want to call them, that, be, that become the Halloween Jack and the gang. The that,
4: zero level minions. Yeah, zero, zero level,
3: level minions that maybe maybe they have a little bit of shape shifting sort of thing. Like maybe they're permanently green, but they can just sort of take human yeah. form. But like in the countless of other planets that he's conquered or whatever, this is very much changing Glampar, so please feel free to dismiss it. But
1: I, I do have some, I have been completely by happenstance sketching these sort of, Punk rock pumpkin head guys. What if one of the reasons earth is so pissed is glampire has perverted aspects of this mutated vegetation?
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
1: Mm, Hello, Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And that mutated vegetation is where Halloween Jack ties in. Um, and Halloween bef- Jack perhaps is one of these punk rock pumpkin-headed bastards.
3: Before you get before you get into that, because maybe maybe the the idea was glampire is trying to gather up like the crystal stuff Mm because the crystals are obviously, the crystals are infused with uh, whatever technology and this is going way back. We're going to have to discuss this. This will be a whole other episode talking purely about backstory. But I thought, what if humans in our future, but in the distant past of this story they're able to artificially grow a new, these new kind of crystals for energy. It, it mm-hmm. like, solves the energy crisis. We come into a new era of energy oh, is peace great. And peace and prosperity. and prosperity, everything is great. We explore the stars. and, and Explode the world. And we invent the far fetch, and we go to different planets, and hey, you know what? Through the distant telescopes that we can see and the ways that we can measure things, much like how Narisa can see different types of energy, ha, 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 ha. you can see on a distant planet that maybe is uninhabited, hey, crystals that we're making artificially, naturally grow there. So let's get there and get more powerful crystals and be able to do whatever. And then so we build a Farfetch and we go there and people build a colony there to farm the crystals. and but They bring yeah, their dogs. That's great. Yes. And yes. the crystals have energy powers that enables them. So once humans abandon that, that planet, the crystals will help the dogs can age and evolve much faster. So that because I remember thinking the idea that, oh, we want it to be like, you know, thousands of years of evolution for dogs to go from being regular dogs to being like walking on two legs and talking. How does it happen that quickly if we still want to have like burnt out buildings and cars and stuff right. driving around? I'm like, well, what if it really is only a few hundred years, maybe a thousand years, but for one Accelerate year for evolution. a dog, oh. it's seven years for a dog. So 1,000 years for Earth is 7,000 years up. for a dog. <laughs> God damn it, dog. And, and of course, who knows it's about the rotations master. of the planet? Yeah. That, and who uh, knows about uh, the planet rotation? Yeah. All this can conti- Anyway the dogs grow up on that planet just the crystals are a part of life that's they, they don't need they don't need fossil fuels they don't need whatever they mm-hmm. just hey just throw a crystal in it and it's going to work so they get to get earth and problem
1: it. throw a crystal at it. yeah
3: now that's oversimplifying it but you see what, what yeah. i'm getting at they get to earth and the crystals are growing here blah blah blah, blah. that's that the crystals are a sort of thing that ties mm-hmm. everything all together as an energy source also for weapons for vehicles whatever anyway tying this all back to glampire if glampire Gets to Earth, whether he decides to invade Earth with his minions because he wants to conquer the planet, because he sensed that there were crystals here, but they were artificial crystals, they weren't really that good. Humanity gets destroyed fighting Glampire, or they blow themselves up, we'll decide that later. Either way, Glampire, in order to try and get back to the stars, he needs to grow these crystals. The downside is that for the crystals to be naturally grown, and for them to be really powerful takes a freaking long ass time for them to grow even for glampire mm-hmm. you can make an artificial crystal that might power a phaser but it's just not going to last very long but for you to use serious power to do something like a fetch, has to grow naturally so he could be growing a crystal farm somewhere in in the glass canyons where the spiders are maybe the spiders are tasked with you know uh overseeing the farms of crystals here part of the reason why he can get angry and discovers the lightning dogs is that they accidentally destroy a field of crystals or they say, oh. Before they even know what Glampire is, they go, "Look, all the natural growing crystals are here, not like all these artificial shit." Well, let's just take these because they think they're just naturally growing somewhere and kill off a couple crystal spiders because they're like, "Ah, eh, that's kind of weird." What the hell is that? <laughs> Start getting back to the far fetch, and Glampire's like, "Where are my crystals?" Like, like you these... motherfuckers, exactly. Like they just ruined hundreds of years of planning in an instant and now he's going to try and, and hunt- kill yeah. some spiders and kill some spiders. You Not don't hear a rabbit spiders. moment
1: when, when the farmer comes home and he's like, Oh, you, you miserable yeah, little place. Yeah.
3: Now I don't want to make this all about energy conserving this. And you know, like, Oh, who's, who's got the energy. Oh, they got the crystals. But if,
4: if energy, if those crystals are what Glampire wants, right. By taking those that immediately puts you number one on yeah. Glampire shit. List. Not exactly. only that,
1: but they happen to destroy a link back to other, Natural, growing crystals. Exactly. And he's just like, congratulations, I had a shit list, you guys got promoted, you were down at the bottom, you're at the top. So the the
3: reason why we went on this whole big tangent is a way to tie in, first of all, crystals, they were there before, because just, hey, crystals, why not? So let's make them part of a story. That was my attempt at least to try and figure out a logical reason for having them, why the dogs would know how to use them, how they're crystal-powered weapons, blah, 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 blah. But also, how to tie Glampire into it? Why does Glampire care? Like, what is it about them if it's, oh, lightning dogs are here, well, screw them, they're, they're good guys. Like, well, no, what, if, what did they do? You know, how could he try to use them? Or- and we can, we can merge, we can merge what Cap was saying. It's not that he was exiled,
1: it's not that he was. He had to retreat. Whatever fight he was fighting on his home planet, he was losing. So he wanted to regroup, find a place to become more powerful. His entire race lives for a long-ass time. So, what's a couple centuries of suffering if he can come back and free them for the next three millennia?
4: Especially if he goes quiet for a couple millennia.
1: A couple centuries, yeah. A couple
4: centuries. More. No one's going to think that he's going to come back.
1: Exactly. Spreads a rumor that he's dead. He I, comes with a small contingent of creatures.
2: Maybe it's because they came up with it, but I really, I like the, the sympathy uh, that you could garner for Glampire in a way of him being I, I like that too. I know, too. I'm not,
1: It's, I'm not saying that we remove the sympathy, we can still play up the sympathetic aspects. If he
2: got here, even if he crashed his ship, that's like, oh, I got there, I could come back, sure, why not? Instead of like, oh no, we're dumping you here, this place is shit, by comparison to our technology, you know?
3: Here's a question about that, though. If you're an evil guy and they dump you, it's like, we're gonna dump you on a planet where you have a vast amount of knowledge over these people, you could be their god, goodbye. You know, it's like that, I don't think they would do that, but if he's a good guy, and this is his punishment for trying to, like, overthrow bad guys or whatever... That would be a little bit different. Where if he's he's here for like a couple hundred years before technology really rises, which I really like that idea, but I just, I'm trying to think of how that ties into Halloween Jack and everything else. Because really, the problem that started this whole tangent was Halloween Jack. Yes, so
4: yes. these bad guys, whatever this minion level villains, have to be easily replaceable. Right. Because as lightning dogs destroy them, they got to replace they gotta them. show up in every yeah, episode. Like putting out right. the to show clan. up in every right. episode. So uh, this is why I'm pushing back on the whole maybe like, a, not reincarnated, but just like, basically skeletons put together. Like, put a pile of bones into a
1: machine you know, and it comes out as some kind of weird no, one thing Halloween that creature that... Oh, that, that would be great because you take a pile of human bones, show them to an alien. Are they really going to put together a man? We got no idea whether if they're or not a, if dinosaurs... They're a, if,
3: if they're a space-faring alien species and they're they have understand. all the human bones, they could probably figure it out. No, Problem but all not, we can't but, do is dinosaur bones because we don't have all the dinosaur bones.
1: Who's to say? Because we have these aliens who are using the bones of the masters. But it looks nothing like what we would consider what the lightning dog's history shows, because there's nothing that really separates one of our arm bones from one of our leg bones. All right. The the hip could go on the head. We
2: want these wacky motherfuckers to look like some kind of Halloween abortions, right? Yep. Okay. I think the answer is that they are a whole race of mutants. Maybe, maybe some of their gene code stems from humans. Maybe. It doesn't matter. One of her characters we introduced in a prior episode was a big fucking turtle covered in junk. Like, <laughs> so uh, wait,
3: we're, we're overthinking it. Maybe that. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. OK,
2: so these things, they don't look like spiders. They don't look like mummies. They don't look like any other kind of Halloween garbage. They look like all of it smashed together. <laughs> and each one looks a little different. They're all just a bunch of wacky. Garbage. And you know, the lightning dogs might find like a village of them sometimes and they'll be like, oh whoa, 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 like we're like they're ready to fight. And they're like, This is a mom and her kid. They're just fucking disgusting. You know, like <laughs> I, I th- No, I like but, the idea that they are Halloween abortion.
3: now, you know you see, it's a it's a cool idea. The problem with making every single one of them unique, it'll be a pain in the ass for the animators. Sure. And sure. How are you gonna make toys out
2: of that? No, I mean you're not, but like you, you design five punk shapes and they like they got helmets on, right? You know. But, like, you get close to one, oh, it's, it's furry and black with these big fucking spider eyes. Or this one's a Cyclops with, like, with no jaw, you know?
4: Maybe there's, like you were saying, five different, like, classes of these kind of, like, Halloween abortions that they all kind of stem from these <laughs> five different designs. I
1: love designs.
3: that's
4: catching on. It's Halloween, Jack, and just, his It his sounds
3: abortions. a lot like we're describing the different classes of uh, enemies in Left for Dead.
4: Well, I was and more think. I've- once again, just going back to our source material, I was thinking of how, like, there were the toads, the you know hyenas. What? They had those five guys who were the three or four guys that were the leaders, and they had their own minions. So Halloween Jack could have, like, his three or four, like, I'm the vampire guy, or I'm the bat guy, or whatever. And so, and then they have their own clans behind them. And Halloween Jack has to, like, act as the peacemaker between these stupid clans.
2: I mean, he runs a gang. Like, it's really disassociated. Basically, these people are Huns like right. they're, they're no no no
4: and when yeah. i say peacemaker i mean he just has to make sure they're not fucking killing each other that day yeah. hey
2: hey guys break it up maybe don't bust each other's heads. The lightning up with... dogs are out there fellas they're yeah, out that's, there that's
4: what i mean by the peacemaker like right the, these guys these four or five different clients fucking hate each other and it's up to halloween jack that they don't kill each other before the lightning I, dogs I, they do. hate the
1: lightning dogs more and to tie into what you said about you know we're describing the different classes in left for dead that kind of cultural shorthand isn't a bad thing. Oh, I don't know. They they all look like, if we're talking about these Halloween creatures, right,
2: they all are so freakish and in theory, like if we were able to extend a budget to this show where everyone would look differently, they would be so freakish that their wars are regional. They're not about physical deformities or whatever Mm -hmm. because they're all scrambled,
3: mutant nonsense. No, so I, I
1: am looking forward to, I mean, just the idea so of a cyclops without a jaw. Until, to draw uh, that.
3: until we nail that down, feel free to draw any of this stuff and we'll see if something actually like, pops off the page. You us. know, I think the interesting thing about these, we, we need to not
2: call them ghouls, right? Like we'll right. call them, we gotta, call, we gotta come up with a snappy name for them. That is not abortions. That's not Halloween abortions, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to see that on a toy box though, I'm not gonna lie. But please name your punk rock band Halloween abortions. <laughs> 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 it, it opens up the possibility of like, remember, all the He-Man characters are like, I'm a guy with the long neck or like I'm a guy with the fucking claw hands or like you know shit like that. We're just creating a whole society that shit or like right. you know, like with the Ghostbusters action That's... figures. I'm a football player, you bend me over and there's a fucking monster in my back, you know? <laughs> yeah, like
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's circle around to that because there's a couple of the ones that I think Cap and I had talked about that not everyone else talked Mutant about. Mutant League <laughs> Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember um the Queen?
2: Queen Bitch, Queen Lich. Oh right, Queen Lich, yeah. What happened was, is that I was just making another stupid David Bowie joke, and Doug was like, "Oh, Queen Bitch." Well, we can't obviously we can't say that. Like, so let's say Queen Lich. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds really cool." Okay, So there's a flowchart I published in September of last year that Doug created. Uh, may, maybe you guys caught on to it. There's there's a I lot. I can explain of, all of this. There's by the a way. lot <laughs> of crazy stuff going on there. I've barely spoken with Doug about most of this, and we didn't talk about any of it for a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we got things you might know from other episodes on there. We got. Captain Scrap, the turtle we talked about. We got Nagel, Glampire's androgynous robot assistant. W- robot assistant. Yeah. We got Space Boy, the kind of Johnny Quest sort of uh, space terror sort of character. Then there's some kind of like bizarre demon thing. It just has a bunch of question marks. There's a plant thing, which has a picture man thing. Ninja cats from Japan, question mark.
3: I have to explain that. Uh, yeah. Samurai. An-
2: pizza cats. A- Antarctica robots, question mark. These were all things we talked about, by the way. No, so I know. Bad masters from a forgotten human colony. Uh, and then Queen Lich. So, Doug, this flowchart.
3: Uh, let's see where to begin.
2: Well, Queen Lich. I really uh, like Queen Lich.
3: Wait till you hear The idea was that uh, we were trying to think of just like other villains for this world, like other types of, uh, you know, evil characters and whatnot. And somehow, Cap hit up, we both hit upon this idea of the Queen Lich. I, I'm sure if we look back far enough, we could find the text messaging back. We <laughs> yeah. Did, where uh, if, if I'm, I'm going to try to remember the idea that we had, she was a human back when uh, things were going real bad. She was a scientist, like a brilliant scientist, and the world's going to shit, and she was brilliant in like nanotechnology and trying to outdo whatever was going on. It was
2: life extension by virtue of, of cybernetics nanote- and yes, so on. Yes,
3: yes, because a lich, because uh, how, how would you define a lich? Like life extension by uh, the death of... Yeah,
2: uh, uh, lich is an, un- an undead entity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the, an undead sorcerer fully, using... Like the, the, they're fully cognizant. They're not a zombie. Right,
4: right, right. right. They basically like... Seal their soul somewhere, right, to magnify their own powers beyond death.
3: That's kind of what we were going for with that. Except she does it with technology, or rather, she did with technology.
2: Like sealed her soul into a data disc, cybernetics, and biological enhancements. At this point, basically, she's been swapping parts. She's not flesh.
3: She is not human. She looks human, but there is not a piece of her that's human. She's not a robot. I'd say we could even take it so far as to say that she's just a cloud of nanoparticles that sit together and just become a human. So she's share, share, Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh,
4: That's why I just ignore Tony.
3: If she's just a cloud of nanoparticles that look human, she may have the memory of what it was like to be a human, but she's just, her sympathy is gone for oh, other humans, yeah. you know? And if she was a potential, I don't want to say love interest for Glampire, but definitely there's a thing there where Glampire is basically king of the world right now. And she could be his undead queen, totally. But she's obviously got a lot of questions to do with, like, this is literally the guy who destroyed humanity or was somehow responsible. Or maybe he wasn't, depending on what backstory we go with.
4: And that's where the undead army is. Okay, I was, for some reason I had locked in my head, I need to have an undead army somewhere Right, here. you
3: could put something like that in there. I don't know, but I, we didn't take it as far as like if she has an army or anything like that or whether she's just a super powerful being. That she, has no allegiance just, whatsoever. And, and I'm
2: personally not sold on the machines thing. I envision her as this, like, she's a little little robot. She's genetically engineered parts of her. So, so she's like, oh, lightning dogs. These anthropomorphic dogs might be onto something. I'll give myself a dog head. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. every time you see her, because she'd be, like, a special, like, not consistent character. She'd be every now and then. She'd be completely different. It'd be like how Baxter Stockman in the Ninja Turtles cartoon from 2003 eventually like he started getting like parts of his body removed, and every time you saw him, he was a little less human. Oh, she's the start it, of more, the Borg.
4: <laughs> maybe she's more like Brainiac. She's already uploaded her own conscious. Like yeah. her own conscious is on a computer. Yeah. And when you see a robotic whatever, it's not really her. Kid's robot sidekick.
3: That we have established. <gasps> Nades, but that's... but uh, that, I'm, We're getting to that. That, that could okay. be that.
2: Okay, I actually found the conversation. Oh, go for By it. Go some for strange it. miracle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's
3: August 26th. For Lightning
2: Dogs, Queen Bitch, a super obvious Bowie reference, some kind of canid that Glampire's mind-controlled or who is simply evil and takes on an absurd title as part of his court.
3: Lol. Would that work for a kid's cartoon?
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's the odd question
3: of what exactly is Lightning Dogs? Could always soften it to Queen Witch if needed. Glampire plus Queen Witch has a nice ring to it. Maybe in more ways than one.
2: Lol. <laughs> Winky and face. I get booed.
3: I get booed. <laughs> this is a private text message. Uh, I, I, not, not anymore. And yeah. I, I said,
2: LOL, that'll work. And then Genius Struck or
3: Queen Lich. Ooh, good one. <laughs> Of course, the technology wasn't perfect, so now she's a lich instead. And instead of magic or her being a wizard, she used to be a human scientist who became immortal because of some advanced form of technology. And then you say, dude. And then I say,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then I said,
2: lol. What if one of her, quote, powers is that she keeps, quote, upgrading herself and frying her genetic code in weird ways? Oh, that was it. That was more of a biological
3: thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, she can't be too robotic, but I think there's something there. Not robotic. Genetic. Surgery and chemicals.
4: Yeah, like the bad guy from Hellboy. The guy who like cut out himself that had the surgical addiction. So imagine she has a surgical chemical addiction. Mm-hmm. She has this addiction to keep right. perfecting herself to the point where like, she has this constantly changing goalpost.
3: So then I say to Cap, yeah, I know what you mean. Just that her goal should be to somehow regain some of her humanity, not just be a better dead thing.
2: Ah, so she's actually dead, not just lich-like. Gotcha. So,
4: I mean, because it's like, imagine she is constantly altering herself. Genetically altering herself, surgically altering herself, chemically altering herself. To the point that she realizes she no longer has a soul. She no longer feels empathy. She no longer is
3: human. She barely remembers what it was like to be human in the first right. place. Right.
4: And so yeah. at that point, she's trying to find that humanity. She can It's impossible. Right. Yeah. She doesn't find it in the Glampire. She doesn't find it and in it's the just, It's mutants. ironic because... And then she finds it in the lightning dogs. Man's could say, best friend. You could say
3: the, the thing is that if she doesn't like Glampire, but the irony is that he's the only one who either could A, understand her, B, help her, or C, even remember what the fuck a human was like...
4: I mean, you know. I imagine, like, maybe she was on this path. She found Glampire and then decided, I want to be like that. Took Could some be. wrong turns. And then now she kind of, like, mentally blames him I, for I, losing yeah.
3: track. I, 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 I had this image of her being the pseudo-love interest where maybe it's not, maybe they're not love interest. Maybe they are. But just the idea of that she has no problem hanging out in glampire's castle every now and then just to chat they're just really flirty and weird yeah it's weird
4: she still blames him but that i mean who else is she gonna talk to exactly
3: exactly (laughs) like maybe you know what if glampire is a guy who's been on earth for a couple hundred years before things went to shit and it became revealed that he's an immortal being maybe she was a scientist who was trying to study him sort of like a harley quinzel uh situation and she kind of wanted to, she, I don't want to die. I want to live with that's you. That's why I'm saying, like, you know, she, and he's just like, I, uh, what do you want from me? I can't, you know, he's not really a vampire. He can't bite her. You know? So
4: part, like, she did take, maybe he gave her some DNA samples, and that's what took her down the wrong path.
3: Maybe. But that, this, we're going into like world building here, right. like serious world building that may not be perfect for now. But right I love now. the idea
4: of someone who's like, she's like, she's part human, part machine, part whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then constantly quote-unquote improving yeah. upon herself
3: but she doesn't have it she no pun intended she doesn't have a dog in this fight <laughs> it's like so she, she doesn't really <laughs> you know she, <laughs> but the, the only
4: reason she she pursues the lightning dogs is because she sees those traits like empathy
3: right right that
4: she doesn't see They're clearly in the good mutants. guys yeah. right and that's what she longs for and so she might and like she'll cut it out of them right yeah. exactly she'll experiment on yeah. them
3: on the graph you also got uh Nagel, the uh sort of the robot I was trying to think of what his purpose is instead of just being like I'm a waiter and I'm here to serve you, glampire.
2: He's the sort of guy he's, he whispers in you know glampire's ear. He's like he's like a vizier in
3: some way, right? Like if his purpose was to sort of keep him updated on everything. But I'm like, but why a robot? Like why in a robot
4: that looks like a human and whatever? Because like, it could have been a gift from Queen Lich.
3: Maybe, but I thought like what's but what's his purpose there? And then we talked about the robots in Antarctica sort of possible scenario as being like another huge army of stuff that's... A, a threat down a the threat road. A down, threat down the line. This is all down the line. Right. But what if a weakness that Glampire has, because he clearly freaks and uh, the genetic things, he's, he is a living creature of some kind. What if with all of his powers, robots can get the drop on him? Oh. He can't sense robots. He can sense if someone walks in the room, sort of vampire-ish. He can sense human bodies and everything else. But if an assassin robot were to climb up onto the ceiling like a spider and then drop down, he wouldn't, he'd be, he wouldn't know until he saw it or it. Or if heard there was it. an
4: army of robots at right. the door, there, so there, he, yeah, wouldn't he wouldn't know unless know. someone reported
3: Unless you had a robot on your side, and that's Nagel. And Nagel's the one Excuse who's able to... Excuse me, you know, sir.
1: Yes. There's someone at the door.
3: <laughs> well, now, Nagel's on Glampire's side, so he would tell him, oh, you know, uh, there's something approaching, or,
1: no, master, watch or out! Just, you know, and just, shoot I'd at picture...
3: the ceiling or whatever. And I thought it would be a really cool idea that the robots in Antarctica are against glampire they would never work for him they kind of have their own agenda but every once in a while maybe once a month they send an assassin robot to go kill glampire but it (laughs) always fails
4: because he's sitting on the biggest power source
3: there you go and they're stuck in the antarctic they're
2: synthetic beings with very little resources
3: the only resource you could have in the antarctic besides snow might be sunlight because the days last six months out of the year but you also got six months of darkness right so, so at that point, they, just they, like they go into low power everyone. mode. They go into low power mode to conserve until the next year comes around. So that was my idea of tying in uh, Antarctic robots with, uh, you know, whatever. And the idea of the Antarctic robots is that the robots don't have to look like people. They can look like Transformers however they want. Like, they, right. it's, a ro- it's a machine. They can do whatever they want. They send them out to do whatever of any size. A lot of fun there. What do we got here? A few freak designs. Tony's
2: here. just designed some new, uh, some new creatures here.
3: These are hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, there'll be a link to,
2: uh, to this in the concept art gallery on yeah. this episode's page.
3: Yeah, uh, I like the, the the sort of
1: monster concept.
3: Halloween abortion sounded too well. What, harsh. I took, what I took from from
1: what I took from that is that we're just kind of combining different Halloween creatures. And one thing that I kind of stumbled on that punk rock road road warrior Halloween monsters. That's really and what's... one thing that I, I really like the idea of is I mean the the first their primary mission in coming back to Earth was to you know find out what they could about the Masters, but also find out what was going on. So that one down there in the bottom left hand corner has these spider or something that spider or but from a distance what would that look like that looks like some tall ears perhaps a lightning dog yeah yeah yeah. perhaps a lightning dog Mm -hmm. or another one of the the dogs so bit of like hey you know we're here to to find it and right and
3: turn around and all of a sudden there's something to that. I think there's something to that. The question is, is like where do they come from though? Were they people that have mutated, or are they like what you know? Are they animals that mutated? They're, their they're they just, are they're just... a little bit everything. They're a genetic slurry. So, so from... that's why I'm i kind of wanting to to we'll go over the rest of the they of crawled the out from the stuff. nuclear muck right because because this is such a weird. I'm liking it. It's just such a weird thing that we can't really, how do you pin it down sort of thing?
2: Much like the lightning dogs, they're creatures that, you know, they evolve sentience and humanity cast a long shadow mm-hmm. and you can't help but be in the rubble of something like that. Just and, fill it in. And, yeah. yeah. Not, not adapt to it or like find it fascinating. Yeah. Some of them could
4: you. be like Queen Lich leftovers. <laughs> sure. Well, Why I mean, not? It's, just,
3: it's a hodgepodge of everything. Maybe, Absolutely maybe she's everything. responsible for creating them and uh, it's like, or, I don't Or want it might anymore. be just like one tribe. Or, yeah. or, or whatever.
1: whatever. whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, the way I see it, Cap
3: said it best: genetic slurry. Now he, it, it is a, the leftover. You know what is, I like better? If we're going with that kind of design for really unique kind of things or whatever, what if it's just like like a gang of ten people? We don't have to name every single one of them. But if it's like a gang of ten or twenty people, Ollie and Jack is the again going back to sort of the Mad Max Road Warrior sort of gang. If
2: they're wearing leather jackets and helmets and have you know just random claw hands here and there, we don't got to worry about giving them it's a good point. Yeah. They're just they're yeah. just dudes. I mean, like look at any of the minions from like road warrior right they're just clusterfucks they could be human under there they could be anything you know
3: but animating it is the is the thing but we're getting we're putting the cart before the horse when i'm, when I'm thinking of yeah. that we so. can also i
1: mean we can have a couple of them that stand out if there's a right, right. We really light like. i mean right. bebop and rocksteady whatever. true
3: true what else we got we got ninja cats from japan yeah, so dog. that or that already kind of gives it away but <laughs> i was gonna say what if um there's no subtlety to yeah, that yeah i was surprised you put it on the facebook where people could see because i'm like oh, i was gonna keep that secret but whatever um, my, Sorry, the idea was, I, I, I was thinking of different kinds of villains they would fight and things like that, like what would be really cool. And I thought, well, what if season three, you know, like we're down the line. We've already, we have already we were well familiar with Glampire, well familiar with robots, well familiar with all the stuff and Scrap, Scrap Halloween Jack, every, the, whole, the whole shebang. And what if one day they're just hanging out in, you know, headquarters and they're building like, you know, Narisa's fixing the, the thing or whatever. And then they hear something like in the, up in the rafters and they're like, what the hell? And they look up. And out of the darkness, straight-up ninjas, just ninjas, full-clad, black, like, straight from the past, ninjas show up in here, and they just start cutting shit up, and they start fighting, and the lightning dog's like, what the fuck? They don't know how to handle this stuff, and they just start fighting, and this crazy fight breaks out, and then uh, finally, like, after these ninjas, they realize they're losing, you know, the smoke bombs and the whole thing, and you, the audience, are going, are these human ninjas? What the fuck's going on? Suddenly, because Pierre is really fast, he knocks off one of the masks, it's a fucking cat under there. And of and course, it,
2: at this point, this will have been a long time and the whole dogs and cats timeless coral will
3: not have been addressed not even once. Right. And suddenly, an unconscious bloodlust forms. <laughs> it's like, because they, they don't know what a cat is. No, and then, know, then all and, of a sudden, just a long, drawn-out, awesome chase scene. Yeah, and uh, the idea being, what if, oh, meanwhile, because we have the different countries and who's doing what, where, like, what if just over in Japan... The cats got loose there the way the dogs got loose on that planet.
2: So isolated.
3: Yeah, it's so, so isolated. So
2: cat-centric.
3: Yeah, and it's so cat-focused, cat-centric. What if the cats just kept growing up there? But the difference is they know exactly what the Masters were like. They have so much knowledge on top of what the Lightning Dogs had on what the Masters were really like and what was going on. They just live like the Masters. They just The culture is alive and well over there. And, but they're no, cats. They're pissy little bitches. They're so not going to tell the lightning dogs anything, right? It's like they're they're <laughs> they're also very proud, you know. They're like because we're going into cat mode here. They are you know? well,
2: and, and they are the feudal Japanese. Yeah,
3: it is feudal Japan, but with
2: cats. I absolutely the, adore. it.
3: But when I mean feudal Japan, you got ninjas, but you got samurai. Yes, samurai. Tics. And if the lightning dogs ever go to Japan. You got samurai honor bound cats who would fight alongside good guys like this. And you got the ninja cats who are like sneaky bitches, you know, who are, you know, I just have to ask these samurai cats. Do they enjoy discs with cheese and tomato sauce?
2: It may happen that there would be a pizza with perhaps anchovies on it during a (laughs) sequence. How could we ignore the opportunity to present a samurai pizza cat?
3: I mean, they've gotten farther than any turtle ever had. booed.
1: I just got to say, my jokes get booed. This is exactly something I would draw. All right. I'm all right with it. We're okay. So definitely Mr. ninja, ninja
3: cat. getting some samurai. But I, when I say samurai now I'm already cats. imagining like in like,
4: like season four, season five, like a ronin cat. I want Ken, Ken Watanabe to voice a them. cat.
3: That's all I'm saying. I just we want got Ken a Watanabe cat. to voice our cat. <laughs> that that yeah. he,
4: for, he, for some reason, he lost his honor and to seek it out, to regain it, he has to team up with the lightning dogs.
1: And that would be Ken Watanabe. Mm-hmm.
3: Now I can imagine Glampire manipulating the cats into thinking that they need to take on the lightning dogs. Because it's late in the game. Glampire's like, well, fuck. Ninjas are paid assassins. Exactly. So he so he gets these people to fly all the way over or float all the way over as, to as the. As soon as other Glampire
2: the- finds out that there's like a bunch of cats living in Japan, he'll be like, ah ha,
3: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll just sit this one out. Because <laughs> think of it. Excuse that, that, no, me, but gentlemen. that's a logical plan. Like once you once you fought the lightning dogs for so long. And you're like, dude, I, I just, no matter what I do, I'm surrounded force. by fools. What if I make them pick a fight with someone else, and I just step back, let them fight? <laughs> it's like let let them destroy each other, and <laughs> there you go. That's, just uh,
1: send over a bunch of saucers and milk, and yeah. let let it wait for the blood to fall.
3: Exactly. And that's season three or season four. Rides of cat pan, I
4: yeah. wanted to not like it. <laughs> yeah, I did, <laughs> and there's no way I can't.
2: I love it. Thank you. Bad Masters from a Forgotten Human Colony. That sounds really, really ominous.
3: Yes, uh, Bad Masters from a Forgotten Human Colony. What that means is uh, these are bad humans who lived on a Forgotten Human Colony. It's been thousands of years for them. Yeah, it's been thousands of years for them, but think of it this way. These are, uh, the picture I chose is from 2001 A Space Odyssey, because I just like the design of the spacesuits Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever. I just thought, what if humans during the war, or whether it's a glampire invasion or a nuclear war or whatever. They were off planet. Yeah, they've been off planet. They're on another planet. For maybe a thousand years, we have to. We, the time, I'm, the timeline isn't nailed down precisely, but let's just whatever. It's a long. But there's ass also
4: time. like imagine like the, since they're the people placing the farfetch maybe there's faster than light technology, so they're experiencing time shorter.
3: Also on a different planet, who knows? If you're right. on a different planet that moves slower, like it all, it's, it's all relative. If they, all. If humanity yeah.
2: is sending people out into the stars through through dimensional portals, be it a tesseract or truly another dimension, we don't really know what the far is. Either way. It's not the only project out there, and there's going to be somebody else coming back. And, and I'm also going to
1: say, ultimately, it's a, we, are, we are developing what is essentially a cartoon show comic series that we can throw something out there and
3: then figure out why later. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the idea, the, the idea of the Bad Masters is like, let's say season four or season five, you know, things are normal or whatever. Then one day, masters show up, like straight up humans in spacesuits. But of course, the lightning dogs don't know this because they're just like, space suited figures and they're like that kind of looks like space boy maybe space boy was a master from long ago who got exposed to some cosmic evil and is no longer human he's just a, a walking space suit with you know energy or whatever but if you see more humans wearing those same exact space suits and you're a lightning dog you're like oh shit you know what what is this there's a whole bunch of them and then they take off the helmets and it's people under there and they're breeding the air of the Earth for the first time in who knows how long. And uh Tastes like butts. Yeah. The, but now, the, the twist on this is that they're bad. They're evil. They've been living on another planet for thousands of years. Wherever they were was a terrible place that they had to fight tooth and nail every day for hundreds of years just to survive. And they, so come, they come back here, to Earth, and they're fucking pissed.
4: They come here, and all of a sudden, these and creatures... And these freaks. We were yeah. gone, and them, you
3: wrecked my shit! Yeah. They
4: call them masters, like... I can deal with that.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just like they—they the t- see this, this Earth is destroyed. There's freaks everywhere. Maybe they even—the only thing that they had was to hang on to the hope that if we just get back to Earth, it'll be wonderful. It'll be a Garden of Eden, and we and we can start again. And Earth is destroyed. And it's but like, like I, coming I, back
1: th- to your house and your dog's gotten out of his crate and just everything's on the floor and he's looking at you like, <gasps> yeah.
4: I like that. It like the idea of it takes a few episodes for the Lightning Dogs to realize.
3: They're bad. Yeah. Because like they, 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 they call them you're masters. like, oh my gosh, this is why we originally came here. You're masters. And they're and like, they're going, yeah, we're, yeah, we're masters. Yeah, we're we're okay with that. That means yeah. you're
4: my slave, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
3: what that means. Maybe not even right away, but that ultimately that's ultimately es- Essentially, goes. that's what, what the and thought is. And it's just like, these are is. bad masters. Bad masters. Very bad masters. <laughs> of course, Cain <Ken> Corsair's like, oh. <gasps> yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. yeah, exactly. be losing his shit. So that's not a thing that has to happen. I think that's an interesting idea to
1: explore. Yeah. I is think any? that it's a season five idea, and based on the reaction that everybody just had, yes, that does have to happen. Very down the line. We'll just figure out how and when. Because that's not, that's not a... That's a late, that's a very late... You uh, know, that might, might, that might even be one of the final arcs. Yeah, exactly.
3: The return of the Masters. Yeah.
2: So there's one last thing on this diagram that's unexplained, and it's very unexplained. It's some kind of, like, Cthulhu thing with question marks.
3: That, you can see in the picture, there is a, uh, a fine dotted line that leads down from that to Space Boy. Yeah. Is that like a some, some kind of like, like
4: Lovecraftian like yeah. space creature evil? from out yeah. of space?
3: A cosmic evil uh because we were talking about Space Boy and we described him very well but we have no idea what his origin is or what the point is. What if he was a master came back maybe a long time ago, maybe he maybe they thought they were sending him back but they actually sent him someplace way worse. It's an event horizon kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, yeah, and uh he's no longer human. It's just I'm just thinking it's an empty spacesuit with a Lovecraft energy monster inside. Like he
2: well, he is inside of that spacesuit is all of the terror of the vastness of space, all of the coldness, the emptiness, being forgotten and alone, and all of the dark matter that exists yeah. between every particle seething into a whole galaxy of stars, compressed within the scope of a spacesuit. He is
3: knowing and unknowing simultaneously. I, I love the idea that you once said, where it's like if you're in the of, if you're in the base of Lightning Dogs, and all the lights go out, and you just see the spacesuit figure walking down the halls in pitch dark, and you, inside the visor of the helmet. If you stare long enough, inside you see a galaxy. And looking into his helmet, all it does is remind you of how alone you are, how futile everything is. Basically, it's like absorbing every Lovecraft thing ever in the span of a few seconds. And you're like, oh, I can't deal with it. And you're you're done. So I loved that image. I'm like, well, what? How does that work? And maybe we never even totally go into it. Maybe it's something that even Glampire we shouldn't even Glampire is like he just walks around. I don't even know what the hell to do with that thing. I can't <laughs> control. You know, like it's, it's or it isn't.
4: It is an, an evil that his race is aware of, and their way to just deal with it is it. Yeah, exactly. Leave. Like, yeah, nope,
3: yeah. See
1: that thing rocking down one side of the road? I walk this. the other. This
3: would be the one thing that Glampar would be afraid of, is the idea. Because so far, out of all the things we've created, he's not afraid of anything. He's not even really worried about anything. But if there's some sort of cosmic evil out there that I don't want to rip off Lovecraft directly, but just there are things out there... Again, the idea, cracking open this universe, that there is a universe of possibilities out there. Although the whole thing takes place on Earth, it's kind of a space travel fantasy series. Because,
1: I mean, for our lightning dogs, this is traveling to an alien planet. Exactly. It's familiar to us, but it's not to them. And I guess we'll close on this. One of the things that we haven't even touched on is the oceans. Yes, yes. We haven't even touched on the oceans, and this is an idea. Captain Scrap is the only
2: thing really ocean... Well, I mean, close. Cer- no, but I mean, certainly I mean, you guys are familiar with how much the geology of the planet Earth has shifted. I mean, we say the cats are from Japan. We don't even know what that means anymore. Japan definitely does not look the same. It could, no, be, it could be a bit more of a continent like Indonesia, you know, or, or you know. What, or, and, or, and this yeah. was even
1: something that, as we were describing Space Boy, is something that I, I kind of thought of. And feel free to shoot it down. But what are our spacesuits based off of deep sea exploration? So what if Space Boy, what if this unspeakable horror didn't come from space? But that's what we attributed to because he's wearing a similar suit. He was actually exploring deep sea. Um, no, and I, I, I get it. I no, get it. I, I, after he, we, after we explain more, of space boy, the idea stopped making sense. But I still like the idea that there was, there's something that has been going on underwater. It just made me, is, it,
3: applying space boy to like a scuba suit thing is kind of cool. But all it did was make me think of the Scooby Doo diver, like right uh, like, i think like we can have
4: like we can have water stuff that is completely independent to space boy yeah well, and we, we got, just, we got, just, we got just.
3: cap
1: and scrap after all now, yeah. i mean the the idea for me was that we ascribe the idea and the, the name thing. of space boy or we ascribe the name space boy to something that didn't actually come from space kind of tying into the idea that there's so much left here that we still don't know that
3: is equally terrifying right I do like the idea of, like, giant monsters in the ocean. They don't have to necessarily be from space or be some sort of And then we'll have a giant evil. dog mech that comes along and fights you. Yeah, them. more like Waterworld where like, that giant thing that almost eats uh, Kevin Costner, but he ends up killing it somehow. You only see it for, like, a split second. Like, I want to know what's been happening under the ocean. Because if you got crystals growing in the ocean, holy shit. You know, yeah. like, well, let me put it this way. I don't want to suddenly reveal that there is an Atlantis people, a fish people, and they're intelligent, and they have a society. Feudal Japan, that's one thing. Atlantis under the ocean with fish people. I, it's been I, done. It's been no, done. I, I like yeah. the idea what?
4: that it's like basically a primordial soup yes, down there. Yes. No, and, and so like giant monsters, krakens, all kinds of things.
1: Yes, yes. So that What about any- the
3: oceans? We don't go into the oceans. Yeah, we don't go into the ocean. If anything, it's more Pacific Rim down there. <laughs> it's just like there's kaiju in the ocean. I'm okay with that. And like, there, it's, there it's, are like
4: people like Captain Scrap. Like they're.
3: He's like, why do you think I left the ocean? <laughs> like, no, they're the. It's dinosaurs. terrible down there.
4: But there can be like some clans that like. They live off the ocean, but it's a fucking battle. Yeah. <laughs> like, Captain Scrap will
3: go out onto the ocean every now and then. The, the fact that he comes back is a fucking miracle. Yeah, he's a badass. It's like, it's like oh, Captain Scrap, he's kind of like a low-level you know, tier villain or whatever. Really? He just doesn't give a shit. He sort of does it for money. Lightning dogs, if they ever go out onto the ocean, they soon see how much of a badass Captain Scrap really is in order to deal with this on a daily basis. Here's something weirdly personal.
2: I, I don't have a fear of the ocean. I've grown up around the ocean my whole life. Ocean and me, we get along just fine. If anything, maybe I, I, I'm a little too fearless of the ocean. But most of the time that the ocean is present in my dreams, it's a stormy black abyss. Read into this however you will, but I think it's just more visually interesting that, that way. In the ocean, say you're hanging out by a dock and there'll be like anemones and like all kinds of different fluorescent clusters of crap on there. It looks like so much crazy, completely unearthly garbage clinging to all this, the poles and the water and everything. If you were to submerge yourself say along the side of an industrial port you'd see so much like strange stuff there huge fish giant grouper and everything it's dark down there the sunlight can't quite reach there's so there's just so much going on even the very ocean itself just to take a gulp of that water is filled with so many small things it is very much like a primordial soup yeah there's so much going on so just i mean imagine the waters of earth are like at this point in time are an embodiment of every kind of unknown that could be attributed to it. it going out on that water is always a risk like being near it is kind of dangerous because it could cough up like a giant fucking sea cucumber that melts your skin
1: off
3: right now, i agree the, yeah.
1: sea, the sea is and should be absolutely terrifying
2: yeah because it's just the
3: idea re- for you to say oh i'll get weirdly personal and say i'm okay with the ocean i'm i have the exact opposite no, I'm, I'm saying i'm saying that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm
2: okay with the ocean but in my dreams, it is something to truly be feared. It right. is uh, it it is uh, in all... my in my reality it's yeah. something to truly be feared. <laughs>
3: no, <I> mean, just <laughs> for hey, reason, if listeners, feel free, go go into Google, type in scary ocean creatures. And do an be image done. search. Be done. Look up the goblin shark. What's the little crab guy that moves his little pinchers real fast and it boils the water around You him? mean the one that can hit so hard that it'll actually, it's shattered
1: glass the one yes. time, the yes. The, yes. the rainbow mantis yes, shrimp. Yes, the ra- rainbow uh, mantis. The mantis. It's the rainbow mantis shrimp. Yes. It'll, that is, it can, and you know what's funny? It actually can see so much more of the spectrum than yes. we can. Yes. So that might be something fun to
3: tie into yes. Narissa. And that she starts uh, losing I'll, I'll, her end, mind I'll end later. this with two words. Bloop noise
2: done <laughs> i'll link to bloop noise on this episode's page basically the shore for the lightning dogs universe is the day after a hurricane every single day
3: did you, anyone here ever see the movie uh, on the road nope no the whole movie they're trying to get to like the the coast and it's not this isn't like the final shot but they do get to the coast at one point and you're thinking if they just get to the coast maybe everything will be okay because it's gray ash and barren uh, all throughout the streets and everything like that they get to the coast just like everything else it's terrible and <laughs> it's just like <laughs> like it's exactly pretty much how i picture the ocean and lightning dogs where it's just. You, you're like, man, is anything even alive out there? You know, you have no and, idea. And it's like, no, the answer what is, is what no,
2: everything is alive That's out there. That would be, what would be yeah. a
1: fun kind of visual image. Is yeah, it looks like a hurricane, but the reason it looks like a hurricane is it's all these barricades that people tried to erect to keep what was ever in the ocean,
3: in the ocean that fail. Yeah. It's just kaijus fighting under the ocean. Why are these waves so big? It's like <laughs> kaijus nonstop fighting in the Marianas Trench. Oh like. my God. Oh, the <laughs> mental
1: image just of this like giant wave, these two waves crashing together, and you see deep,
3: deep. So get a, a quick glimpse of the top of something's head and then the waves just close back up. And you're like, oh, okay, we ain't going down there no more. <laughs> well, uh, let's go back to Glampire. <laughs> Who wants to go work for Glampire now? Because he'll protect us from what the hell that stuff was. Hey, hey, guys,
1: I could go for a potato. Idaho? Anybody? Idaho? <laughs> Kansas, yeah. That was a lot of lightning dogs. Yeah, that
2: was a that was a marathon. It wasn't
3: nearly enough. No, 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 there's still so much more we I want do. more.
2: There there will be more. There will be more. We got maybe like one, two more of these in us, and then I think we can probably start writing the lightning dog show Bible and like really like I mean we've already started writing stuff, but like really yeah. complete it.
3: Now that we got most of the powers and stuff nailed down, the main court cast sounds pretty good. Uh after that we we need to tighten up some of the villains, figure out the villain stuff and the basic world building. The base, the uh, vehicle history as well. Yeah history vehicles and and i, I feel like the the, the the toy stuff like the vehicles and base stuff i think that'll be very obvious and come easy after we do history and world building yeah I mean, probably. I, I, I mean baseline stuff crystal powered yeah looks like a hot
1: rod giant fucking tires in the back pretty much all we need
3: finishing up some of the villains some villain designs
1: because we just start got some I mean, we've got some so glampire far. and glampire glampire is a tough nut to crack to really
3: yeah, hit that yeah
1: i mean obviously the bulge but on, on top of that and, how, and
2: brian did give us an edict for glampire and oh, that is did, what do you have to say that is every single time you see him every feasible scene change he's wearing a different outfit i love that idea yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah i remember you told me about that i'm like that that is that is it's, pretty it's, awesome. it's
2: challenging it's unrealistic within the scope of a 1980s cartoon show but it's a necessity he is Glampire, after all.
3: Yeah, that's definitely in the character. No, if, if, that... if
2: whether or not it will be pulled off on TV, that's a different story. Like, why do you think that he took one of the human's old robo-servants and has that guy constantly working for him? <laughs> I, to bring him away. Where <laughs> are these outfits coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: I know that it w- was said and kind of, you know, that he's there to pro- actually protect him, but I really like the idea that when this assassin comes up, he's,
3: someone at the door for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, if, if all he has to do is tell Glampire that there's a robot well, here. Well, he, and he'll he
2: it says out. that after his hand is detached and there's an AK-47, underneath it you know, yep. brr, 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 someone's at the door for
3: you sir <laughs> just that kind of deadpan yeah mm-hmm.
1: oh man I love lightning dogs
3: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta think of a, I love being a turtle line for lightning dogs like well, us. I mean and, uh, I
1: love being able to lick my own balls don't <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: speak from. some I
2: mean
1: you know <laughs> Lightning dogs never turn tail. Oh!
3: Yeah, never t- yeah, you know yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never that, that's
1: more a declaration though, as opposed to just this, this jubilee. Yeah. I think it's just we're the rough Aroo. and we're tough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's general wet work. It's like the roughest and the toughest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we got this wonderful care package from Anduin a while ago. He said, Attached this letter is a device that will hopefully spark a chain reaction that is the lightning dogs. This is forged and beaten by mechanical beasts, fired in kilns filled with brimstone. Charged with the essence of lightning and bombarded 17 times with lasers. Lasers make everything better. And in the package was a spark plug. Thank you, Anduin. This has finally sparked and rekindled the flame of lightning Indeed, dogs. it truly has. And we will treasure it always. And maybe if ever the opportunity presents itself, we can put it in a car. Honestly, I have no idea how these
3: things work. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to put that in a car, man. You got to mount that on the wall. Ooh,
1: one of the reasons Kid gets the powers that she does is she's wearing a spark plug around her neck.
3: Well, now we know who to thank for that idea. That's a pretty cool
2: That's a pretty cool necklace, actually, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it fits in with the 90s idea of,
1: yeah, I'm just going to put something on a string and wear it as a necklace. It's cool, man.
3: Yeah. Nice.
2: All right. There you go. Anduin, that one's on you. Thank you so much for loving the lightning dog so much. It's one of our favorite <laughs> things. So glad to be back. Feels good, man. Uh, then Feels good. Never again will we wait so long, because it's been painful for us. We
1: don't turn tail. We never
3: we don't turn tail. Turn tail. We run as
1: a pack. Yeah. Lightning dog. Lightning. Aroo! A-roo! And with that, the Lightning Dogs were back in action! We were still a ways off from having clarity as to where we were headed, but as far as keeping the project alive, we were back in full effect. With some changes, that is. It wasn't only Brian's life that heated up and pulled him away from regular appearances on Nerdy Show. The same thing happened with Hex. Very different events, similar effects. He became a dad, and has since moved on to starting his own tabletop game design studio, Screech Dragon. From this point onward, the keeper of the Lightning Dogs' kennel... Our Cap, Doug, and of course, Pun Master Supreme, yours truly. We're dead set on making Lightning Dogs as an animated series, and with your help, we can take the first steps towards this dream. If all these nutso concepts tickle your fancy, tell a friend about them. Spread the word. One of the first things studio investor types look for these days is proof that a concept can work. And coming to them with an active fan base, that's some irrefutable proof right there that what we've got's got traction. We've already got a devoted pack but we need to enlist some new recruits. Unleashing a thunderous bark about the awesomeness of Lightning Dogs is amazing, but if you've got some bones to spare, subscribe to us on Patreon. With your help, we can increase productivity, do cool projects like comics, create episode animatics, or important meat and potatoes kind of stuff like afford production costs, paying for audio editing, concept art from artists that aren't me, and even just the cost of existing as a business. There's also extra special projects we're working towards. Like having creator of Gargoyles, co-creator of Young Justice, Greg Wiseman, review our pitch bible for Lightning Dogs and advise us as to how we should move forward. He's agreed to do it, but let's face it, dude can't do it for free. After that, we're working toward bigger goals, like getting Doug to quit his job. He's agreed to come and work for Lightning Dogs for chump change. If that happens, we'll be able to make this a weekly series and crank out much more Lightning Dogs awesomeness. So join our pack at patreon.com slash lightningdogs. You'll help us create more content, and you'll receive a lot in return, including early release episodes, concept art, high-res production materials, exclusive recordings, and anything else we can dig up. Join us next time as we continue the adventures of the Lightning Dogs! Ah! Thanks for listening to Lightning Dogs, the official podcast presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, Audio Boom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows in the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding us via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdy show, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. And... At Patreon.com slash lightningdog you can fund the further development of the entire Lightning Dogs universe from podcasts to animation, while getting all kinds of behind-the-scenes bonus material and extras. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit NerdyShow.com slash sponsorship. Be sure to follow Lightning Dogs and Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. We're on all of them. Just search for Lightning Dogs. Or head to our hub for all things canine at LightningDogs.com. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. Because if it's geeky, we've got it covered. In Let Lightning go.: Sorry, Wolfman. Didn't mean to step on your toes.
0: I got no toes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods